Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the fans, sports cast. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds. Taylor Gatwood. 100% RC. Professor Damian Flowers. And Tyler Wright. Welcome, guys, to Voice of the Fans Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Super Show. We have Professor Flowers, we have Randy Couray, and we have Thomas in the house with us. What's going on, fellas? Happy Thursday. Yes, What's sir. up, boys? What's How you guys doing? I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, we doing good, man. Like I said, we have Thomas from On The Hot Podcast, and we have Randy Couray. Y'all see it. What's up, the Sports Podcast? So y'all check them out over on their platforms, man. We're going to have a good time tonight. Ain't that right, fellas? Yeah. yeah. Always. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> I know. I know uh, Chiefs fans and 49 fans are excited. Got their big game is Sunday. So I want I want to show a little hype video for y'all to get us in the mood since now our teams are going to be in it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us get hyped about it. We'll watch this little video real quick. You keep saying you ain't on the next level because of the economy. You keep saying you ain't on the next level because of racism. You keep saying you ain't on the next level because it ain't the season. You keep saying you ain't on the next level because they don't love you. You keep saying you ain't on the next level because the opportunity is there. The truth of the matter is that you ain't there because you ain't there. And there's some of you, you know what you want. You know what you want, but you are not personally willing to do the work it takes to get it. What you're trying to do is do what you've done on this level and get the next level. You're trying to do exactly what you're doing on this level. You're like, I'm getting up every day. I'm putting in two and a half. I'm putting in three, and I'm not getting the opportunity. The opportunity might require three and a half. I'm lifting weights. I'm eating right, and I'm not getting the opportunity. It might require getting up and working out three and a half. It might require you saying no to your friends. It might require you changing your diet. It might require you moving to another city. Whatever it takes, you got to be willing to do it, and you keep saying you're not there because of something else, because it's easier to blame somebody else. Because now you don't got to do no work when you blame somebody else. You gotta, they got to do it. Yes, you got the power. Look, you got some changing to do. If I don't get to the other slide, you got some changing to do. And I'm telling you, the reason why I'm leaving corporate and going to school is because it's easier to help a doggone middle school kid change than a grown man. It's hard changing grown men. I'm talking about art. I'm like, yo, my ratio's gonna go up. I'm gonna be a legend if I go to middle school. I'm gonna be a legend. 
People like E.T. I wouldn't do something. Well, you know, I'm my own boss. When I worked at Michigan State, I had to be to work at 9 o'clock. When I work for myself, I get up at 3. When I worked at Michigan State, I get to leave at 5. When you work for yourself, you don't have no time when you get off. You don't get off. You stop when the work is done. I work harder for myself than I did when I, and you talk about you want to work for yourself. No, you don't. You can't show up for another man. If you work for yourself, you can sleep all day. You like, I work for myself. Just being real. Yeah, those of you who work for yourself, you don't even have a, you don't even have like a, a vacation package for yourself. You just get to get off whatever you want to. What kind of job is that? You can just take off when you want to. That ain't no real job. You ain't got no insurance. You ain't paying yourself. You oh, when you had a job, you can get there for them when they want you to get there. Oh, you had to tell them when you was going to be sick, when you want to. But for yourself, you ain't got to do nothing. That's why you can't blow up. You ain't got enough discipline to discipline you. All right, man. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to hit the field. I don't know about y'all. I'm ready to hit the field. I was going to say, that's the, my boy, Eric Thomas. I'll be listening to him every now and then. Yeah. He'll be going <laughs> he may want to run through a wall. You know what, you guys, uh, you guys, uh, of course, uh, for those who don't uh, know, I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada. And when it comes to uh, sports prep videos, uh, you guys in the States know how to do it right. I mean, that was, that was, that was pretty <laughs> yeah, proper. I'll, I'll think to myself, like, man, I need to figure, figure out who this guy is and hire him to come over to work for VOL for some. I need some videos like this. <laughs> my, my videos don't come even close to what that guy just did. Mine just be like. Little simple videos, as y'all see, why I post on IG. I don't have time to do, I don't have time to do all the all the editing and stuff. So yeah, if you got if you got like a twenty thousand uh, dollar HD camera, I mean the world's your oyster, right? Right. Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive into it. You know, the 49ers and the Chiefs are playing the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey versus the number two defense in the league. It's going to be a juggernaut fest. Flowers, let's start with you, man. How do the Chiefs match up against the 49ers? On both sides of the ball, are we doing this one by one by one? How are we doing this? Let's do it one by one. Let's give a good breakdown of this game. Offensive defense. Let's start with offense. How do the Chiefs offense match up with the uh, – the 49ers defense. In my honest opinion, I think Kansas City should be coming in trying to run the ball, man. We've seen San Francisco not be the defense we think they should be, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we've seen Detroit push them around uh, prior to that. Who, who they played before Detroit? Or they had to, or they had to buy. Or they had to buy. And, um, mm-hmm. And that we've seen people push them around all year, so I don't see why Andy Reid and company wouldn't go out the. Why would they go out the box and like I say line up, put your hard hats on, be physical with them? I think they're gonna get a heavy dose of Pachenko early mm-hmm. and often. And if anything, I'm quite sure what we've seen the first few drives with Baltimore. I wouldn't be surprised we've seen the first few drives going into the Super Bowl as far as quick passes and. Just leaning on Pacheco, getting the ball to Kelsey mm-hmm. and Rice quick and often. Um, the key to the 49ers, of course, I know we talked about Kansas City, but vice versa to that, they're going to have to probably get to Kansas City with four. 
Um, if they blitz and Mahomes runs wild, best advantage Kansas City's right. way. But the main thing, San Francisco going to have a big problem trying to contain Mahomes. And I don't think Mahomes is going to probably throw it over. He's probably not going to throw it over 35, 36 times. I'm thinking Pacheco is probably going to get about 17 to 22 touches. Mahomes going to maybe 32, 33 passes. I'm quite sure it's going to be a good matchup and a balance. Right on, right on. I think the Chiefs should start off by running the ball, you know, try to slow down that pass rush, you know, try to get him, you know, reeling back song. And uh, we know Andy Reid can draw up some, uh, some plays. I think they got a good good taste of a good defense when they play against the Bucks in the Super Bowl, and they seen how that went. I think they can take some couple of notes from how that game flipped on his head and, you know, the Buccaneer defense just dominated them the whole way. Uh, Thomas. How do you see the 49ers offense matching up with the Chiefs defense? Uh, well, I think there's some good and bad to that. I think when you have the best running back in the league and Christian McCaffrey, it's easy to depend on him to set mm-hmm. the run up to set up the pass. So I think they're going to be doing that a lot. Uh, I think it's some interesting matchups. You're looking at the tight end and linebackers. You're looking at George Kittle taking on Nick Bolton. Then on the outside, you got Snead taking on Brandon Ayuk. I think they're going to throw a lot. Steve Spagnuolo's defense is going to throw a lot of man coverages at Brandon Ayuk. And he really hasn't really did good in man coverages looks. I mean, his production has dropped when he's getting pressed on the line of scrimmage. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to throw a lot at the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I mean, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to throw a lot at the San Francisco 49ers offense. I think they're going to force Brock Purdy to beat them in this game also. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Uh Brock Purdy is the key, as we saw in the last two games. He's been starting slow in the first half of the football game. And uh, luckily, you know, he catched fire in the second half. But in order to win Super Bowl, you got to be good at all four quarters. You can't just turn on when, you know, when you're down. You know, you got to be consistent, especially against a very team like the Chiefs. We saw the Lions in experience cost them the game. When it was mm-hmm. up, what twenty points or so, and um and Brock Purdy would not be giving that luxury, especially against Steve Spagnola, who's won the Super Bowls, who's been in these predicaments and been in these situations versus good quarterbacks. We know Steve Spagnola been around for a long periods of time. He he coached the Saints defense at once upon a time, so he will make Brock Purdy make the throws, and Brock Purdy gonna have to be on point. At this, at this, uh, this type of situation type game, Randy, if you brought per, if you're the coach of Brock Purdy, what will you tell him? What would you, what advice will you give him? You know, uh, for me, I, I'm thinking not to go zero to a hundred in the first half. I, I, I think mm-hmm. that he is obviously uh, just a Cinderella star to his career. Uh, and uh, being Mr. Irrelevant to where he is today, uh, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. And obviously he's doing something right. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, so many times we've seen situations where that Cinderella team hits midnight and they got (laughs) to run and the game's not over yet. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with the way uh, if I was – Offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, whatever. I, I would uh, tell Brock to not show all your cards in that uh, in that uh, first uh, uh, you know first couple half. of plays, uh, first mm-hmm. quarter, first half. 
you know, I think for me, I'm really interested to see where things are going to be. If it is a close game, which I am kind of expecting by half, you know, how much is Brock going to turn up the Jets uh, in the third and fourth quarter? So that's what I think I would tell him. Yeah, exactly. You tell Brock to stay in his lane, to play within himself, you know, be comfortable in the pocket, be sure of himself. And I, we all know America's watching Brock. I'm watching Brock. You know, I'm wearing glasses looking at him. I'm, I'm grabbing binoculars. I'm, I'm got him under the microscope. Listen, hard, let, let, let's know. call it let's call it what it is. I mean, uh, Taylor Swift is uh watching Brock. I mean, she's she's uh <laughs> she's checking him out on the phone, she's checking his stats. Right. She's like, Where's this guy come from? I mean, like why are they calling him Mr. Irrelevant? That's what uh, that's what she's trying to uh, she's trying to educate herself, like all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She she's trying to figure out she she petitioning looking for her next date because we know Kelsey. <laughs> no, nah, that's true love. That's she, true love. She got to find inspiration for new songs, guys. She just can't stay with one man. I mean, come on now, Taylor Swift. She might be able to write a song called "The Super Bowl Heartbreak" if they lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Kyle. To go off a little tangent, cause we saw uh they asked Kelsey uh about Taylor Swift women winning with the Grammys, right? That's what it was, the mm-hmm. Grammys. Yeah. yeah. Oh snap! They oh there we go, flowers. Yeah, they um and he was like, well, since she brought home the hardware, I got hold my end and bring home the hardware too. Uh oh, uh oh, you can't. See, oh, did he really? Uh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Come on, Travis. You. I did. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. can't. Come on, Travis. You got enough hardware. I mean, you know, no one's gonna. Come you're on, you're you're going to Canton already. Don't worry about it. Trying to be, <laughs> trying to be, randomly trying to become a dynasty, man. Like, trying to become New England 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. But with Brock, man, like I say, everybody's looking at Brock. Everybody got their own uh, opinions about him. Well, we saw Cam Newton come out and say that's ten other guys better than him. I mean. It's not a lie, but you know he's his second year. Like let him grow, <laughs> flowers. Hey, if RC was here right now, that's why I want him. I'll try to hold off for RC, but he can catch it later. He's not wrong, and that's why Brock has to. Make oh, let, let me has say to. something. Let me let me say mm-hmm. something real quick. How is Brock Purdy the tenth? or even worse, best player on the field when the quarterback position is the most important. It is. There you go. It's the most important, but is he the most valuable? Yes. Is he? Because, you know, I feel like they bring in four nights I've done it before they brought in quarterbacks. They got – they got Debo. They got – I know know what they have. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, you know the stat when Debo go down, the percentage of them winning – is out the roof because during they the, run all during the game, Debo, whatever. I mean, yeah, during the game, yeah, okay. You gotta forget the kid ain't played two years. Like, why are we being so hard on this kid? I, I just don't get but, it. Well, we you already know what I said about it. They well, give him too much praise. I don't like that. Who give first of like, all? What you mean uh, too much praise? Thomas know what I'm talking about. Thomas know what I'm talking about. They get look, I, I, Brock Purdy is in a position to have to make decisions and throws hard throws mm-hmm. he's making them but I, well like know. i said everybody give like everybody want to latch on to something new like the next and coming thing it's just like a trend brock is a trend right now so everybody no, brock is what you, you see dream. like Jalen, like, like <laughs> <Jaylen, right? American laughs> he was the last pick in the draft mr irrelevant 
he you don't expect him to do this. That's why so many people are behind Brock, man, and he's doing well. Yes, you have to have talent. We, we can't sit up here and say, well, he got all this talent, and like me and RC continue to tell you, I mean, I'm a coach fan. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edwin James, Dallas Clark. He had to have Hall of Fame players around him to be able to see. So this is unfair. Right. Nobody's saying it's unfair. Tom Brady before Tom, the Tom Brady you know now, Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy and this Tom Brady were the same person. This is the Ooh. same thing Tom Brady went through. This it's one, the what, same 20 thing, plus years but people still had question marks about those guys. And, and he, it's nothing wrong with Warren, having question marks about Brock. I mean, okay. that's what the but, – but like I but like I told you a month ago, if he wins this, what you gonna say? Now, and we're here. Team and I said this a month effort. ago. <laughs> it's a good team effort. <laughs> it's a good team effort, though. But I, I want to go back to um, the whole Brock situation. Uh, Thomas, if Brock doesn't get the job done, and the Forty Nine lose, what happens? What do you, what do you think people are gonna say? Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is why I said I'm on the I'm on the 50 50 of what y'all were just debating of Brock Purdy. See, personally, I think Brock Purdy is a good player. I, I will say that I do believe that Brock Purdy is a good player. But then it's the side of okay, you got his roster that he has. He has all these superstars like Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Any quarterback in the league would take advantage of what Brock Purdy has in the offense. And then the ice on the cake is having Kyle Shanahan. So to that. If he loses this game, I hate to say it, they're going to think about because his contract is already – he already doesn't make that much. I think they might – they're going to stick with him, but I think in the back of their heads they might be like, okay, let's look elsewhere, and we got to get a quarterback that can come in and get it done with this roster. Yes. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think that there is uh, definitely something to be said that uh, there is a lot of pressure for Brock to match this season. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he could be uh, an average to above average quarterback, but everybody's going to remember this season and mm-hmm. that uh, he is setting himself up, hopefully for a big payday uh, once his contract runs. But uh, if he doesn't get close to another championship game in the coming years, then it's probably going to be a quick out. I'm you know, he's going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. I uh, mean, we saw – we even seen Nick Foles come into a situation and take the huh. Eagles. One, one thing. And let me, let me say Foles. one thing. Because, Ben, you, you missed the concept of what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Good coach, good to great quarterback. San Francisco has both. They have that They have that combination. They have a great coach and a good quarterback and a pretty good damn roster. That's all yeah. you need to win. I ain't saying that they don't they don't have that. But we I'm just you can't saying... crucify Brock Purdy because he lines up and fits the description. Just because he was the last pick in the draft, that this is if he was like you said, if he was a first round pick, we wouldn't have this conversation. But since nah, he, you know, so nah, you know where I stand with quarterbacks. So <laughs> it don't matter so he was drafted. You know how yeah. I feel about quarterbacks. So Drew it don't matter if I ten. So I'm saying, yeah. you, you, come on, man! Like, and then, like you said, that was, but, but, but that was your quarterback. You stood behind him, you know. But <laughs> I mean, 
Drew's a good guy. The man's in the house. <laughs> the, man of, a good guy. the man of the hour needs to need to need to talk. So we, we need yeah. to let him. Yeah, uh, for uh, RC, how you feeling over there? You got any butterflies? You know, <laughs> no. I'm feeling a little nervous. No, no, none I, of that. Unlike the Saints, we, we didn't we didn't nobody handed us anything. We didn't accidentally get there. We got there. We earned it. Um, I want to comment on this man because I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've been I've watched. I think history is repeating itself. I watched Russell Wilson beat a Peyton Manning who had a prolific prolific offense. Could nobody stop Peyton at that time in the Broncos? They were rolling, and that Seahawks team rolled them right up out of New York City. I watched Nick Foles beat a Brady, the GOAT. I watched Eli beat the GOAT twice. I watched Flacco. The four nows was rolling into that Super Bowl against a one-armed Ray Lewis. And they, before them lights went off, they was getting smashed. I watched enough football to understand that if we're going to – all these players that they're saying that are superstars for the 49ers, it's mighty funny. It's mighty funny that when – I watched LeBron James win all his championships with loaded rosters. He, they didn't call him a game manager, did he? They said nothing about game manager. He had Hall of Famers on his team. I watched Magic Johnson win with Hall of Famers. I watched Kobe Bryant win with Hall of Famers. You can't win a championship without great players on either side of the ball. Brock okay. Curry, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to play devil's advocate and talk about the – Oh, four Pistons, but I'm sorry. Please go ahead. But that, that's that's a but those guys, all those Pistons that you named, Johnson Villas was a star. He was a star in college. He came into the NBA and struggled and found his way. Rasheed Maybe Wallace, a Hall of Fame. Rasheed Wallace is the original stretch stretch four. Like Tayshawn Prince was a star in Kentucky. Them was some good players. Yeah, they played a Kobe and Shaq that was beefing at the time. That wouldn't that wouldn't have went the way it went if Kobe and Shaq wouldn't beefing, but. My my point is, why is it that we ask people to do something and then when they do it, we we move the goalposts to find something else for them to do? The guy is, and if and if anybody can play quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, why did Josh Rosen, who was a number one pick, who came to that system, why he failed? Hold on, why did why did why did Sam Donald fail? He's a number one pick. Trey Lance failed. He's a number one pick. Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard. This guy's Mr. Irrelevant. You screaming damage. Some things fit. You said a hat fit on your head. That's some things fit. <laughs> because you know why? You know why it fit RC because Yo. he doesn't turn the ball over. I, That's but, what you want, bro. That's what but, you want. But the thing is, bro. though, in those games, those two games, he got lucky. Um, oh, it takes a little look. It takes a little yeah, look. Yeah, it does. Listen. It does. And but we can't overlook those things. Listen, uh, do Patrick Mahomes turn the ball the over in stuff. those games? Do Patrick Mahomes not run around and throw back across his body and throw yeah, side on? Throw it's not back. something that you want from a court that you want your okay, quarterback even doing. Don't Patrick, don't Patrick Mahomes do this? He do this stuff, right? This yeah, is a new about the only one. Kyler Murray do it sometimes. This is the new era of football. Lamar Jackson runs around. Josh Allen runs around. Brock Purdy runs around. Patrick Mahomes runs around. The only person to run around right now in the league is uh, Jared Goff. He's in the pocket. That's a dying. That's a dying position. You won't see the quarterback standing in the pocket no more. The defense is well, too fast. <clears throat> Her but I don't want really to change your mind about Purdy. I just feel like to me, I, nah, I you don't like... need change. I'm just, I'm more. Uh, if if the Four Nines win, congratulations because I'm actually. Well, I ain't gonna say it yet, but 
Uh, it just uh, it's a lot of things that need to be cleared up before I give Brock his flowers. Listen, so it I ain't no, it ain't nothing would. personal. You always say it always personal with me. It's no, nothing personal. Listen. I'm just analyzing what I see. As fans, bro. As fans, like we gonna see it differently. We gonna disagree. Right. Disagree. I think the only thing I have is if I was a if I was a coach fan or I was a Saints fan or I was a fan of another team, I'm watching this guy. I think my thing is I'm watching this saying, hey, listen, uh, you know, every team in the playoff got got weapons. The one team that don't have weapons is in the Super Bowl. They got smoking mirror. You tell me how Kansas City got to the Super Bowl with USFL wide receiver. It don't make sense. Yo. <laughs> no, I would like to bring up this point. I made it to this guy that I saw uh, a couple days ago. He he uh listened to our podcast and he asked me what I thought about the Chiefs. And I said it's kind of funny. Uh oh. We have a long lost co-host, T Wright in the house. What's up, T Wright? What's going on, T? What's good, man? Hey, I put out a lost and found poster for you. So we, we can look for you. <laughs> you if you want to find me on that, yeah, find me on that work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I found a missing person report. I'm but, on uh, <laughs> but as I was saying, uh, man, I forgot what I was saying. To be honest, you, hey, you so happy you can't even be <laughs> on the <you> website. <laughs> You know, when I start going in, I, I completely go off the rail. All right, we were talking about you know, rock. You know oh, what? Yeah, I, right. I think I think that there is uh, a comparison to that music band that comes out of nowhere. That uh, you know, their first song is an absolute hit. They're a worldwide legend, and then they were one hit wonder. And mm -hmm. we still don't know because Mister Irrelevant. His second season in the league, you know. What, sure, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I'm not saying anything about Brock Purdy. Because I would love it. Would be incredible. Like I mean, if what Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, the the next question is going to be who's going to play him in the movie, right? Bro, so like Disney is it just another Disney movie? Listen, bro. Brock Purdy movie. It's all if Brock Purdy don't win the Super Bowl, it there it don't matter. It's Mr. Irrelevant has never happened. The position uh -huh. you get drafted as running back, Mr. Irrelevant, linebacker, they never make it. His history has already been written. Uh, this this Super Bowl will not be won by Brock Purdy, ladies and gentlemen. This Super Bowl, this Super Dope Super Bowl gonna come down between Isaiah Pacheco and the 49ers defense. Because if we stop the run, y'all might want to turn the TV off. Every team we have played in the playoffs, run the football on the 49ers. And if they don't stop the run against against uh, Kansas City, they're going to lose. Kansas question. The que the, I think the question then is, who are the novice fans like me going to remember? I mean, it's not going to be Nick Bosa. It's not going to be Ayuk. It's not going to be yeah, George Kittle, although he's going to have it, although he has amazing hair. Whoever make the biggest catch, but, just like David Tyree, you know. But, you, you know, I mean. For the big play. I mean, look at all these. Look at all these new Kansas City Chief fans because of Taylor Swift, right? right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, hey, Brock Purdy. Like nobody. There's a a whole whack of people who did not know what Mister Irrelevant was. Like the whole mm -hmm. term, the nickname, and right. now they now you got to think millions of people now uh, know what exactly Mister Irrelevant is. Well, if you and, win, everybody gonna be looking for them with Brock Purdy. This, yep, you know how we looked nah, at the running back position? 
Hold on. You know how we looked at the running back position? We we, we devalued it. Now you're going to stop paying Dak Prescott. Listen, how many quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years? Let's say the last five years. Brady and who else? Mahomes. Oh. Okay, er everybody else getting paid, they miss the irrelevant until they do something. Well, okay, right. okay. That's fine, but I mean, like the actual term, Mister Irrelevant. I'm saying okay, that, I'm like, saying. I mean, Brock well, had an incredible guys. Well, yeah, the, the thing yeah. though, Randy, like, America loves the underdog story. Yeah, sure, sure. I know. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You don't? I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Disney. You know, I, I'm gonna watch a few games. But listen, you're a big fan of overpaying quarterbacks to do something. That listen, man, tell me this. Mm -hmm. Tell me this. You got quarterbacks making forty to seventy million dollars a year. Dak Prescott, I'm gonna use Dak, and he keep losing, and he keep getting to the same spot of that Mario game, and thun, 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 falling off the damn thing <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and listen, but you get this kid who comes in. You can listen. I'm telling you right now. I think if I said the same thing about Jim Harbaugh, if Jim Harbaugh doesn't win a win a national championship, he don't get a job in the National Football League. Like it's it just elevated him more because he was going to be suspended. There were a lot of narratives, thought things that were going to happen. Like, I feel like once Purdy does what he do, now all of a sudden everybody know who Brandon Ayuk is. Brandon Ayuk wasn't a household name last year. His numbers went up this year. He was not a household name last year. Debo been running around in the backfield. But these guys are elevated. Juwan Jennings are elevated. They elevated. This kid, does he does his job. That's all I need him to do. I don't need him to beat a goat, Ben. I need him to beat one. How about that? Okay. That's all I need. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, Thomas, what are the keys to this game? What are the keys you think to – and you can give us your pick, which team you think going to win. So, tell, me, tell us your pick and give us the key on why they're going to win. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning this game. I think – Experience is going to be a factor of Mahomes, Andy Reid, uh, Travis Kelsey. I think them having that championship DNA is going to be a factor. But I think this game is going to be one in the trenches like RC yeah. was touching upon. I think running the ball for both teams is going to be the key ingredient to win because, like RC said, the Lions and the Packers had success on the 49ers running the ball. I think it's important for Isaiah Pacheco to get going early. And then for the 49ers, I think their front seven, their pass rush is going to be important for, for them to get home to Patrick Mahomes and create pressure for him to make key mistakes so they can win the turnover battle then cash in on points. So I think this game is really going to be won on the defensive side, uh, defensive lines for both respective teams. That's All right good. on, right on. All right, Flowers, who, are you, who do you have and what's their key to victory? You know who I got. I've been, I've been riding this. I've been riding this train since last year when Brock got hurt. And as we start, as I stated in the beginning of the season, the San Francisco 49ers are on a pissed off revenge tour, man. So why 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 would it end now? I don't know, give me San Francisco in a close game. Kansas City is gonna keep it close. I just worry about them. They, Kansas City might come out. You know, start hot, but you know they tend to slow down these second halves, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that might be the thing to bite them. But the main thing the 49ers need to do get pressure on Mahomes with four, protect Purdy, and Kansas City might make Purdy try to beat him, but I think he's capable with the weapons. But I just think it's 49ers time, so give me San Francisco. Okay, 
I can feel you on that. You have been riding with Brock uh, since day one, so I can I can dig that. RC, surprise us. Who do you have in the game? <laughs> What's their key to victory? <laughs> Man, listen. So in nineteen, we were six minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. We had picked off the everybody's goat twice. Uh, I got a friend. My my brother in law is actually training with Tavares Moore, who picked off my home in the Super Bowl. And the one thing that they talk about is, you know, finishing. And it's 11 guys on that 49ers team that's back in that Super Bowl. They played in that Super Bowl. Debo Samuel was a rookie. Nick Bosa was a rookie. Them guys know what it felt like to lose. I think now Kansas City's walking into a bus. It, 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 all chips going to be pushed in because the NFC getting better, ladies and gentlemen. The NFC is getting better. I think commanders are going to be better. I think if they don't win now, this is it. The Niners won't win. Uh, it'll be another 10 years because – that, you know, the league is getting better collectively. And I think you're going to see all chips pushed in. You're going to see the best version of that defense. Offense has been consistent. I think um, the game will be close. I'm looking for a situation where they're going to ask, and this might sound weird, y'all, they're going to ask Mahomes to throw the ball 50 times. They're going to stop the run and say, beat us. Show us that Kelsey uh, the, and these USFL receivers can beat us. I think you're gonna see Mahomes. He's gonna have to put he's gonna have to put on a show. And if he do, if Mahomes win this game, he automatically calipos into that go position for me. I know them seven rings don't mean anything. This is impressive what he's doing. Uh-huh. All right. Uh before we move on to Randy, before I ask Randy, RC, is this true? The 49ers are considering bitching Chase Young because they said he have a habit of taking several plays off. Well and we don't start to be a liability. We don't bench anybody. It's rotational. He comes in now. His second half is better than his first half. I think. I think he don't fit the defense. I think he, you know, he's finding his way through it. But to bench him in the Super Bowl would be stupid. Um, he will play, and you playing against a very vulnerable offensive line. All they yep. do is hold. So you got yep. both on this side, Chase Young on this side, Hargraves and Armstead. Let's get out to him. You get I to mean, the Super Bowl. Have, you gonna get to the Super Bowl and take plays off. You gonna get to the Super Bowl and take plays off. You need to be. You need to be big. Well, y'all had zero sacks versus who was that? Uh, look, pressures, brother. Pressures matter. Oh, now you're uh, now you saying now you saying what I've been saying you're every not time. Playing the video game, what I say about the you're, Eagles. You're not playing. Oh, the video here we go. You're not playing the video what? game. What? Sure Eagles didn't help. Yeah, I always, always, always talk about Jalen Carr and his pressures. No, it ain't no sack, no. Uh, I'm talking about pressures. Yeah, now you talking about pressures. I see how it is. Oh, okay. All right, Randy. Um. <laughs> Who do you have, and what's the key to their victory? T-Rack, what's wrong with you? Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I am, I am thinking Casey. Uh, like Thomas said, uh, I, I think, I think experience is huge. I mean, uh, if if San Fran does take it, I mean, I think that they're going to go really heavy on McCaffrey. Uh, Casey's rush defense is uh, is. Uh, uh, pretty uh like it's 19th i'm catching in the uh in the league so i mean i don't know if brock is going to uh have uh an elite level game but i mean i think if san fran does take it i think it's going to be on uh what mccaffrey could do but i mean hey casey's been there you know and uh i there's no reason why i uh, think that uh, they could uh they're going to get denied again mm. All right, T. Wright, who do you have in the key to victory? Much as I hate to pick against Mahomes, 
I got to go with the 49ers just to, like, piggyback off what uh, Flowers said. They on a revenge tour. They, they know what it's like to lose. Mm-hmm. I think it's really going to come down to the trenches as well. Like like RC said, their, their O-line is kind of vulnerable. And you got over there. And we know mm-hmm. it. And like, but I will say, they should not let it get to, like, if Mahomes has the ball last to win. It's all going to be a wrap. It's a wrap. All right. So we have two Kansas City, three 49ers. Me, I, I wish both teams would lose. I can't stand neither one of them. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like uh, – definitely, I'm really not a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. He's a good – he's a great quarterback, but it's something about I don't like. Uh, something about Purdy right now I don't like. It's something about Patrick Mahomes you don't like. <laughs> What is that? Yeah, he's been talking a lot lately. When you ask the question, what is, what do you want in a quarterback? Like, we all <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say I didn't oh, like him, but I didn't say he's not a great player. I mean, I just don't really like him like this. Something about him. Is it a jealousy thing? I think it is. I think it is, Randy. I think Man, it is. I, I call my brother and his family, so it's definitely not a jealousy thing. But I'm saying, bro, I don't know. Can you tell me one quarterback before you answer that you actually like, like love, like he's? Just... Oh man, I was a bit John Elway. I love John Elway. So you don't like no current quarterbacks today? Oh yeah, uh, you know I like Josh Allen, and Herbert. You know I love those guys. You love and, those uh, guys, but you don't like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't like Patrick Mahomes. Listen, bro, he hates the great. That's... He the only shot they got. If you if Patrick Mahomes get knocked out the first part of turn deep. Well the Browns, well, well <laughs> hey, well the Browns do that wrong a couple years ago when they lost to uh the GOAT Chad Henney. We got uh, <laughs> friend of the show. Two, late, two three hey. plays, man. Hey, and with the whole the game. The GOAT came in. Chad Henney changed Baker Mayfield's whole life. He did. But <laughs> I'm gonna say if I had choose. I feel like the KC Chiefs are still coming up band-aids on the offense. I, I don't think they still there yet. You know, we saw them in the previous game struggling. You know, Patrick Holmes throwing his helmet all over the place. Kelsey yelling at the refs. So, I'm going to go with the 49ers because I feel like they have a more – Solid roster, I say that on the offense side ball and defense side ball. Bear playmakers on the 49ers team. I mean, the only guy we can look at for the Chiefs is Kelsey, and you can't really re- rely on Rice, the rookie. So, uh, I think the 49ers are in a prime position to get it done, especially if they can fluster Mahomes, especially like I said, how he's been acting about getting his calls. And if they get on his nerves, nerves early, then uh, they can definitely seal the game. And let Brock Purdy rely on Fish McCaffrey. I mean, that's why y'all got him, right? Right. Don't 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 steer in a different position, different uh way, and run the football down the throats and see can can City, uh, you know, keep keep them guys off the field. Mm-hmm. Well, can City uh, is the problem. They have the second best defense. I think that's little still kind of. I think Patrick Holmes never had a, a defense like this that's ranked that high. So it's gonna be pretty interesting, but definitely 49ers stick to what got you there. Put it all on the table. All on the table. I think I think we also see we see Kyle Shanahan get over the hump with finishing the game with the run with the run game. Like 49ers can run the ball on the Chiefs. But you know what? I I also thought about this game, man. What's what's weird is 
the fact that you know that Mahomes has been to like it's like six straight. Is it six straight NFC AFC championship games? Yep. Like, bro, that's not even twenty eight. Like, that's that's you know, the only thing that can stop him from getting more rings, you know, is the fact that the AFC is getting better, but also Andy Reid's 65 years old, you know. Uh, if, Andy right. was 50, if Andy Reid was 55, we'd be in trouble. Yep, <laughs> big time. So you already brought it up, RC. The next question is, if Patrick Mahomes do win this Super Bowl, is he in the conversation with Tom Brady? Yes. I'll start with Thomas. Go ahead, Thomas. If Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, can you make the argument? I think he's already top five all time, to be honest, about what he's done. Like the the AFC, the consecutive six straight mm-hmm. AFC conference championship games, uh, 13, 14 playoff victories already at his young mm-hmm. age. I think if he gets the third ring this year, I think it's good. We're heading into a conversation of, okay, can he catch up to Tom Brady? Can he one day surpass Tom Brady? And I think it could be in a conversation of, okay, you have – who's the goat in basketball? I'll say this in basketball. Between the discussion of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I think if Patrick Mahomes keeps this up, especially if he wins on Sunday, we're going to be on that collision course of, okay, who's the, who's the goat at the quarterback position between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes one day? Oh, yeah, no. uh, you, what you, you mean? I, I mean, in my mic, I do that sometimes. <laughs> but, I gotta have it. Kyle, you know, when somebody talking, I usually mute it sometimes so I won't interrupt or whatever. But, uh, Flowers, who do you think? What do you think about Patrick Mahomes surpassing Tom Brady, especially if he wins? He's got a great chance for it, man. Uh, the only thing that Mahomes had to check off in my booklet was to go on the road because we've always seen him at home. Man, he's, he did the gauntlet, he has a chance to win another Super Bowl. It'll be his third, like I say, six straight AFC championships. He's not even 28 years of age yet. It's 14 and three. I think that's second all time. So in the playoffs, record, uh, playoff record, for, I think he's 14 and three, second uh, all time. So, man, he's in the clear running, honestly. I don't even think he has to win seven championships to even pass uh, surpass Tom because, obviously, the talent, you know, arm and skill is superior to Tom. You know, now Tom's, you know, preparation and everything is on a different level. But you know, we can say the same about Mahomes because the like, kid's a gamer. You know, so if they win it this year, he's definitely top three, probably top two conversation. If he loses this year, I don't think it I don't think it stains him. Mm-hmm. You know, if he loses it this year, it isn't stain him. All right, Randy, what do you think? You know, I gotta put it like this. If Super Bowl Sunday was Patrick Mahomes' last game, is he at Tom Brady's level? And I'm going to have to say no. Mm-hmm. So, and let's say Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City wins. I mean, obviously, he's on a trajectory to surpass Tom Brady. And I agree with Flowers. I'm with Flowers 100%. He doesn't have to win seven. But, I mean... Quarterbacks who have won two versus one. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, uh, Eli Manning's won two. His brother Peyton's won two. Who's better? Everybody's going to say Peyton. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, the number doesn't mean Maybe. anything. Maybe. That's counting it. Uh, 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 Eli's. I don't like Eli. 
Yeah, you're right. Well, like I, he might be better in the bigger in bigger moments. Sorry, sorry. Did I say Eli was better? Uh, no, I meant no. He said better. No, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, Peyton. I'm, I'm oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he counted Eli because Eli showed up in bigger games better than Peyton. But this mm-hmm. is not yeah, okay. but he'll mediocre most of the time. You guys, answer this question for me because I don't know. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer a hundred percent automatically? No, I put him in there. See, if that mean if you put him in there, you gotta put Philip Rivers in there too. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, Even you though Philip's a Hall of Philip Famer, Philip has better numbers. Eli, he Eli has better numbers. Eli's Hall of Famer, bro. Uh, he's not. He started. If Fred Tarkenton, if Fred Tarkenton is a Hall of Famer, right. he's not man, he's come on. Famer. Come on, Frank, man, he was a baller. You see how small Frank was? He was a baller. The greatest coach. Yeah, but care how small he was. He ain't got no jewelry. He, I mean, he went, to, he went to the Super Bowl in purple. He left in the black, in the black. Uh, the, hey, look, oh, man. I, I guess, I, I guess the reason why I'm asking uh, with regards to Eli was, was he ever in MVP conversations throughout his career? And Like you guys, you guys uh, answer that. I don't know. No, I mean, was he had was he the best player in the conference moments. quarterback? He had spot on moments. Okay, Tony Romo was better than Eli, and Tony Romo was better. So I mean, I, really I, Tony Romo was in MVP conversations one or twice, but the Tony Romo won a Super Bowl. That's all. Did he didn't get to the NFC Championship game? But it's different it's variables too. Why oh, wait, he won a Super Bowl? One. I got a better one. Didn't uh, was, was Tony Romo there when Eli beat them? Yeah, he was no. there. Yeah. He was there with Terrell yeah, Owens. He was. He was there. Yeah. He was and then you had Dominic. That means Dominic Manab a, a, a Hall of Famer? Listen. No. One man has jury. <laughs> Eli one, man, one, man, <laughs> one man beat the GOAT twice. Twice. But Dominic Manab has pretty good numbers, too, and he was in considerations, I think. And I guess. Did you see the Super Bowl Dominic Manab played in? I yeah, wouldn't he did. I guess the counter. I guess the counter is Dan Marino. Right, so oh. I mean, Dan Marino. Everybody's putting Dan Marino potentially top five uh, oh, as uh, you know, great. Yeah, if Dan, if Dan oh, top you know. five, Drew top five. So, yo, listen, Randy. Why Dan Marino is considered top five is because of the offense that and the numbers he put up in the eighties. Mm-hmm. That was unheralded. You know what he did in the eighties; they're doing today. Yep, that's why Dan is considered top five. It gets better defense. Yes, right. five thousand right. yards in the eighties. <laughs> well, yeah, Dan Parker, yeah, yeah. he threw for uh, four thousand with the. He was, he was he was Jimmy Garoppolo who could actually play. You know, in the in the eighties, <laughs> just because he Miami, he was balling. <laughs> Dan, was, the Dan was incredible in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, Dan he was played good. in cold weather. He went to Miami and played. So Dan was solid, man. You know, you know, Swift. Uh, sorry, just to because uh, I know you want to move on uh, from me. But uh, if Sunday was Patrick Mahomes' last game, no, he's uh, not in the same conversation as Brady. But uh, but he's definitely on his way. Yeah, if uh, if if he did win, if he did lose, I still have Brady number one. Then I kind of got like. Whole bunch of guys tied. I feel like Peyton Manning is definitely top five. I mean, I the like... thing. 
I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I, I guess the, the thing is, is that, I mean, it wasn't that long ago when Brady retired. Right, <laughs> I, right, I, I, mean, I think it's just all recency bias that we're I just so just enamored. All the hype yeah, the I think mean, Yeah. Just like Jalen called a whole bunch of us. Now, nah, well, nah, it ain't, he didn't catch me, but he called a whole bunch of people that I know uh, when he had a good year last year. I ain't going to say the names, but. I mean, so many, so many people, so many people are gonna say LeBron over Michael, uh, yeah, and then uh, and my generation are gonna say Michael over Kareem, and then Kareem over Will, and then Wilt over Bill Russell, and you know, right. recency bias. I mean, it uh, it plays tricks on us. Yeah, T. Right. What do you think, though? You think uh, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I, I like what Randy and Brady. I like what Randy said about that being if that was his last game, I wouldn't consider him. But and I think. The thing that makes Brady uh, the GOAT part of it is his longevity. So, right. If we, if we see Mahomes keep this up, at least some of this for like the longest, as long as Brady didn't, there's no question. No, whatsoever. He wins. I don't think it, I don't, I don't think so. He's, he's well yeah. on his way. Yeah. I, yeah. If he wins, I still don't have him over Brady. Shoot. I think he'd be still tied with Peyton and Aaron. And I will. Say, I think you have to yeah. put him over them, bro. I, I will say, he I, don't, I don't know. Peyton's scared. Like when I saw Peyton play, dude, he's he put fear. I in think in the, in the regular, and and this is a, you listen. You're talking to a coach guy here. Yeah, I and know. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm giving it to you unfiltered about Peyton. Being honest, Peyton was marvelous in the regular season, but it was too many times I see Peyton get into the postseason, and I'm like, <laughs> what in the hell are you doing? What changed? Does uh does an in Peyton playing indoors mean anything to you guys? Because I mean the knock on Peyton. Because I mean, like if I if I had to pick Peyton Manning in his prime, which means an, an indie versus Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. right? I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know the stats in front of me, and maybe it Aaron Rodgers because of that uh, because of the terrain that he had to go through. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I just it's, feel like Peyton just had the tools, like the way he he command the offense that you had to stay up all night prepping for him because all the stuff he funny did. Thing. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, and nobody ever talks about this. Peyton Man didn't have the greatest arm. Mm-mm. Nope. All right, he didn't. He was just dang accurate with it, and he knew where he want where where he wanted to go with the football. I'm trying to tell you, I, when I watch Peyton, the one saying well, Flowers, I know you're a coach fan, but when I watch them, you especially against my Saints, oh, especially, <laughs> especially against my Saints, I, I was scared. Like what, what I was literally scared of Peyton. He was surgical. Hey man, if you if you got a weak link in your in your in your secondary. He won't. I would never skip. But look, look, look who, who Peyton was throwing to, though. You're right. Yeah, I right. know. He got That's what? Right. All the famous? That's who you should have fit. Right. <laughs> but it was just a whole, if you didn't get Peyton off his spot, yeah. oh, you in for a long day. So, so this, 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 this is the thing that stinks up the joint is we criticizing the guy saying he got a lot of weapons, but I've yet to find a quarterback that's in the Hall of Fame that didn't have weapons. That didn't. Drew? Yeah. Come on, hey T. Wright, come on out, back me up here, Drew. Oh, <laughs> Drew, well, yeah, and, like we can well, say, we, we can oh, literally oh, say, Drew. What did I say with the bare minimum? Brock Purdy and company. What did I say about NFL teams winning? You have to have a 
good coach, good quarterback, good roster. Mm-hmm. Don't Drew Brees and Sean Payton fit that bill? Yep. I mean, it, it really the Drew Brees and Payton show. Reggie Bush uh, was a Heisman Trophy winner, came in, he was, that but he really wasn't. He avoided contact, bro. Like our he wasn't. Oh my god, defenses were so mid. He wasn't doing Jamal. Uh, RC people are more our, scared of Pierre Thomas than Reggie. They were just scared of Reggie because he can break one, but Pierre right. Thomas was the guy. Let, let me answer. Let me answer the question about the Brady thing real quick. Because I've been sitting here thinking about it. I'm going to retract my statement. I think it's kind of, I'm a prisoner of the moment. If this man loses the Super Bowl on Sunday, he'll be two and two. All the air will be out of the balloon. What Brady has done, Brady Brady can, to, to me right now, if I had to pick one in their prime, I'm taking Brady. Because I'm more, yeah. I'm more afraid of Brady because I understand that Brady ain't going to be that much room for error. With Mahomes, like I said, a guy from Macomb, Mississippi, picked him off in the Super Bowl, the biggest game. Okay, so he's he could be had. Brady, I hadn't seen too many people just really rattle Brady unless you got to him and you know when he got injured that year. But dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you remember the Super Bowl, Eli beat him. He went down the field and scored. His defense was the one that gave up the points. The Super Bowl against Philadelphia, he scored. The defense gave up the points. So, man, I'm, I can't. I, I, I think it, I think it's unfair to. It's, I mean, honestly, it's unfair. It's unfair. It shouldn't be in the conversation we, right now. We Swear. we have we have Tom Brady's whole career in front of us to be able to talk about right. him, and we don't know how Patrick's is going to end. Right. So I just I think it's unfair. I think the most impressive thing about Mahomes, though, listen to me. This year, this year, yeah. this dude came out there with receivers that were lining up regularly in the neutral zone with earrings in their nose. With with you look at his receiving court, it don't even make sense. Was he he was able to drag this team to the playoff with a dinged up travel Travis Kelsey who was in That's every true. commercial with a distraction in the press box, and he's in the big game. And that's what scared me the most is that I have more respect for players and coaches who can do it with less than the ones yeah. who can do it with more because they got something that the other guy don't. Nick Saban can't win. What Jim, what Jim Harbaugh had two five stars on his roster, give Nick Saban two five stars and watch where he go. Nowhere. I don't believe that those type of people, they are rare. Like Russell Wilson won Super Bowl and was going to win two, and we can't name a receiver that he had that was worth a damn. Doug Baldwin. Here you go. Doug Baldwin. <laughs> Doug Baldwin. <laughs> But you know I, what? I, 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 I want to say he had Golden Tate. I, I want to say Golden Tate was on that team too. No, bro, listen. But I'm saying Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl without a number one receiver and was going up and down the field on that Patriots defense. Okay. Oh, so, then you have the no. veteran Greg Olson. No, he, uh, he, I, I'm trying to tell you. I'm gonna say it one more time. He doesn't. He didn't have a Travis Kelsey. He didn't have a Debo Samuel. He didn't have a Gronk. He didn't have. Man, the man didn't even have a washed-up Jimmy Graham. He didn't have that. Like, he just... But later on. I'm going to be real. I, I think I'm a prisoner of the moment myself. Patrick scares me. And, and when I go into that game on Sunday, I'm thinking about, he don't need much to get it done. Uh-huh. But don't you, don't you guys think, don't you guys think that this whole Travis and Taylor hoopla mm-hmm. is taking a little bit of pressure off of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, just a yeah. little bit. You know what I, I mean? Because, 
he's I think it's by it all. I don't think he's bothered about it. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm saying that it's relieving a lot of the like. pressure because I mean let's let let's uh let's say Travis and Taylor Swift don't exist and like all the additional all these Swifties, whatever the hell mm-hmm. that is. And now, you know, all everybody's distracted on this celebrity romance. And I mean, yeah, sure, the the pure football fans, they're seeing Mahomes versus Brady. But there does seem to be an element of uh pressure that's not so much on Patrick Mahomes. Otherwise, it would be. Sure. I don't think that dude feels pressure, man. I'm gonna nah. tell you something, man. That dude sound like Kermit the Frog, but he ain't. That dude is not. <laughs> that dude. That dude is built different. I listened to some audio of him on the sidelines, and he is wired differently. You hear his father talk? Yeah, but but this this is the weird thing about this is the weird thing about Patrick Mahomes. I think he don't really even understand what he's doing. I think he plays. You ever been? If you play sports, you play with someone who just they locked in flowers. Yeah. It's like. You know, and then when you see him come out of it, it's like this, like beat, like they black out. That dude blacks out when he plays think, football. But think, think about it too. See, he watched his father play professional ball. Yes. He grew up in locker rooms. It's yes. nothing new to him. He been there. He enjoys it. He enjoys. I think Purdy's like that. I think Purdy don't feel pressure. I just think he feels. I don't supposed to be here. Yeah. I don't supposed to be here. I was supposed to be here. I don't talk. I, I really feel like. And I, I fear people like I fear playing people like that. That I couldn't look at you and tell if you was bothered. You see what I'm saying, dude? I wouldn't want to be Fred Warner looking at that dude, man. That dude, that dude looking right through Fred Warner. I'm gonna be here all night. All right, let's let's move on to another topic. It's it's pretty fun thing to think about. Uh, flowers. Name a player you wish could have won a Super Bowl. Whew, that's a good question. Um, that's a very good question. Now that I think about it, I would have loved to see. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of players. Think, who, who's all this lost? I'm trying to think of. Randy never got one. I would have liked to see. I would I would like to see Randy Moss win a, win a championship. Oh, that yeah. young bike. I would like to see that young Vikings team back in '98. That lost to the Falcons in '98. I would love to see that team win a Super Bowl. And if I think of somebody else before this segment is over, I'll throw that out there too. Hmm. What about you, Thomas? You have a player that you wish could win? For one player that hits home to me. Is Larry Fitzgerald. I would have loved mm-hmm. to see Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. win a ring because he gave his heart and soul to the Arizona Cardinals. And they came close to that Super Bowl, what, 2008-2009 against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They were just a drive away from him getting his one and mm-hmm. only ring. But, yeah, for what he did for that organization and him being a, a one of the greatest wide receivers that I've ever witnessed playing the game of football, I would have been nice to see him win a ring. What Randy, do you have somebody in mind? You know what? Uh, most definitely. Uh, because uh, growing up, uh, uh, one of my first fit football experiences was wide right. 
And uh, it would have been wonderful to see Jim Kelly win a, a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, oh, for yes. four. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and uh, Jim Kelly didn't want to be in Buffalo in the beginning, from what I understand. Uh, and I mean, yeah. four championship yeah. losses. Hurts, man. <gasps> I mean, you know, I mean, it was a time when obviously social media didn't exist. And I mean, the, uh, you know, but I mean, think about it to, and how. Uh, the struggle Buffalo has had since, and yeah. uh, and so so uh, definitely Jim Kelly. I did think of a second one off the top because uh, just recently, and you know, I started to follow a little bit of the Green Bay Packers, and uh, you know, he seemed to be such a great uh, broadcaster, and uh, I and I'm talking about Sterling Sharp. I would have oh, loved yeah. to have seen oh, yeah. Sterling Sharp uh, because I was just really uh, amazed, uh, enamored at how he played. And, uh, you know, good. his career was cut short. And I follow him, uh, you know, watch him during uh, uh, NFL Countdown and uh, Prime mm-hmm. Time there. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Sterling Sharp would have been cool. Perhaps. All right. All right. All right. See who you have in mind. Man, listen, I grew up a Barry Sanders fan. I love Barry Sanders. I feel like. If I could swap Emmitt Smith with Barry Sanders, <laughs> Barry Sanders deserved to play in a NFC Championship game. He deserved to play in the Super Bowl. Just seeing that guy run on the big stage uh, behind a good offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. And then my second one, and I struggle with this one because, you know, it's like watching this guy laid on the line every week, man, and then, you know, for his teams and, and just fall short. I felt like, you know, Donovan McNabb, man, T.O., that group that group that didn't get it done, just oh. – T.O. went out there with a broken leg, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm talking about you can see him hop in the, in the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm going to take McNabb out of him because he's the reason why he didn't win it. Uh-huh. But <laughs> just wishing that T.O. could have got one because T.O., even though he was controversial, he was one of the toughest receivers to ever play the game, though. Like, he was a problem. Take a hitch and go – Take a screen and go to the house. Throw that T out. Throw that over. I mean, yeah, Yeah. but Barry and T.O. What about you, uh, T. Wright? Yeah, I like – I was going to say T.O. and also Randy just because they got so close and for them to be all-time great receivers and not have a ring is really steep. Right, right. Man, I'm going to go with somebody uh, that was there in Super Bowl and that was a two-yard short. Steve oh, McNair. One yard short. Oh, one yard. Oh, man. That was hard. I was heartbroken. And yeah, I wasn't even a uh, Titans fan. And seeing that play, man, I just felt for them guys. Cause, you know, they ain't, nobody really expected the Titans just to, you know, come in there, especially just the Rams team, to be that close. What year and, was uh, this? 99. 99. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, go watch the highlight, T. Right, man. Because uh, I was a bit Samari Roll fan, mm-hmm. uh, the corner for the Titans, and I, I used to love that that secondary of theirs. Plus, well, I think they had Kevin Keith Bullock on that team too. So Bullock might have, he might have been, he might have been there. Well, he's on. Was it? It wasn't. No, uh, yeah, Javon Curse and Keith Bullock came later, didn't they? They might have come. Like, no, they was on that team. Javon Curse Keith was a rookie. When were, yeah, he's a rookie. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I just love that defense, you know, with those guys. So seeing that play, and, yeah, Matt Matt Nair coming short, man, that really stung. 
Yeah. All right. So in celebration of the Super Bowl, I'm going to show our favorite highlights, you know, of our football, our favorite Super Bowl moments. So sit back and enjoy the show. Long ball to go to Harrison like last time he got picked. Here he's going long and a man wide open. It's Wayne at the 15. He walks in. 53 yards for the touchdown. 44. They fake it to Floyd. Young to the air. Young to Jerry Rice. Touchdown San Francisco. Washington outside left. Roethlisberger. Pass time. Throws to the back of the end. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Pick up. Look out. Gets past Manning. And it's Tracy Porter taking it all the way. Touchdown, New Orleans. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Malcolm Butler, who almost made the phenomenal play that wound up. Yes, sir. Yeah, Brady got billed out on that one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know when, I, when I'm having a bad day, I just turn on that Tracy Porter. Highlight of him picking off Peyton Manning. It just made me smile, bring me back. What a time you know? that was. <laughs> what a time, man. What a time to be alive to see that Saint Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you know. That brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you the one that brought a tear to my eye, man. That play, I saw a dude lose $500 on that, that Seahawk uh, Patriot game. On mm. that play. He gave the money to the guy, said, man, you won, and walked away. And the guy threw the ball. He came back and got his money. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, man. Oh. You're talking wow. about tear coming down your eye. Wow. Come down your cheek, man. But, yeah, uh, it's funny. I think Thomas said the one with the uh, Michael Butler interception. And I was trying yeah. to see uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, do ha-ha in front of Pete Carroll's face, but I didn't see it on the video. So, I'm going to later in the locker room. You know, he said he did that. <laughs> Go to show you Tom Brady needed some luck. He did, yeah. bro. He needed. I thought the game was done. I was walking my, out the house. I'm like, it's over. Friend, there. Of course. This this is my knock on Tom Brady. Cause I argue with people about him being better than Joe Montana. I'm like, first of all, he, he got caught cheating twice, right? Threw the whole phone away. Remember that? But mm-hmm. then, but then Two of the Super Bowls were one on field goals, and then you had this Super Bowl that was gift wrapped to him. But Flowers, the two he should have won, Eli won on some bull. I still yeah. can't make out how man yeah, has Eli wrapped up. To, look, that wasn't even the best pass by Eli, in my opinion. The dime to Mario. Man, to Mario yes, on that side. Yeah. That's right. Hey, That's right. Dang. He dropped that in the book. You know, in today's game, they probably would have blown that play dead. Eli in the dirt was getting sad. They probably blown it dead. Mm-hmm. That was so crazy about it. All right. Uh, we are brought to you by Bet Us. We got your game. It's a sports book, right? So uh, we have the Super Bowl this weekend. We got NBA going on. We have college basketball. 
Uh, NHL. So place your bets. I knew RC would like that. Place your bets with bet us and win big. You know Valentine's Day coming up too, fellas. So I know y'all gotta get y'all special love one something. So you know it's uh it's hard for me because uh, Pascal uh, is coming back to Toronto on Valentine's Day and oh man uh, yeah I uh, I'm gonna have to uh, PVR that one because uh, you right. know I gotta. I got to get my my thing on with my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do what you do. Listen, it's crazy because I was thinking about you the other day, man. Just you know, doing some prop bits and looking at Siakam. It just don't go. He don't fit. He don't fit there. You don't he think? Don't uh, you know, I I haven't I caught uh, I haven't caught a, uh, a lot of his line uh, stat lines, but uh, yeah, his rebounds he, and assists, man, it's kind of he didn't put up down. twenty plus though. Yeah, he put yeah, a I point. Like I don't, I don't like him in the uniform. But just, see, I'm so used yeah, to seeing Siakam in yeah, Toronto. Like, uh, and Halliburton's so, been semi in the lineup too. So yeah. So let's look at some of these player player props. If y'all bet, there's gonna be a good time for to write this stuff down. Um, where I just had it right now, they have the prop for Brock Purdy passing yards two forty eight. Do y'all like that? Y'all like the over and under in on that uh under. number? Under. Under. Yeah, under. I too. Only way it's over if, he, if they down, he got to throw every possession. But I can yeah. see it. And, the Chiefs uh, haven't have... given up over 260 passing yards a game this year. Just listen, FYI. Listen, man. Lamar Jackson dropped one in the bucket. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was, was throwing that thing. It's just – I think, man, it, it's – that 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 halftime show being two was it two hours? Mm, it's gonna mess like with that. our. If you gonna bet some money on these players, thirty probably, minutes. Thirty minutes. <laughs> two hours. Hey, he had this thing on repeat. how many songs does Usher have? I know Usher catalog ain't that big now. My God. Yeah, Usher been out since ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, bro, he got a this catalog stupid crazy, but I just feel like to me, this game. When I put money on this game, I'm gonna put it on the players that I know. Right, like McCaffrey gonna get my stuff done. He never right. fails. He gets my stuff so, done. So, do y'all like Perfect. Patrick Mahomes two sixty one? I don't. I don't. Me personally, he high. did that in the second half just in the playoffs. So, I, kinda, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. It's kind of unusual. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been unusual with Patrick Mahomes in his passing yards. Now, he used to put up three hundred plus easy. Yeah, look who now, he's going to. Yeah, but now it's kind of. Uh, shaky. If, if Tony's playing, I'm definitely taking the under. Right? <laughs> it's Kadarius Tony playing. Take the under, guys. I'm trying to. And, and that's why. Let me let me add one real quick. Because uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about the passing attempt. Well, I was talking about the passing attempt. It just depends on how the game go. I think they had them at 36 and a half, 37 and a half. I can see it being under if the game's close because I see Bachanko getting, like I was saying, 20 touches. Yeah, that's right. So we like the under on these passing uh, yards in these games. Uh, all right, they had Trevor Kelsey at seven catches. Thomas, you think that's too high? Too high. Oh. He's going to be reliable in this game. I think he's good for a touchdown, though, For if y'all do any time touchdowns. I think he's mm-hmm. good for that. But yeah. seven, I, I think they got Fred Warner, sideline, sideline, linebackers going to be checking him here. Now, I don't think he's going to get seven-plus catches. 
Well, yeah, I, it's like I said, Kelsey, he he been doing it in yards, but not in catches. And they have Kittle at four catches, I believe. That's kind of surprising because I think he's gonna be a key. Uh, he don't I, I like games. I like take the over. I like take over on catches hey, Kittle. Take hmm? kills, y'all. Take kills, yard. He don't need for four catches to do what he's gonna do because that I think he's gonna be blocking. Yeah, I, I agree. He's gonna be they're gonna run the football, man. They're gonna they're gonna make this an ugly game. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They actually have uh Kittle yards pretty favorable at 68. Yeah, he'll get that. And we talking about anytime touchdowns. That's a good one. I was thinking for the 49ers, Debo and Ayuk for any time. Mm-hmm. Cavs an easy one. But uh yeah. Debo Ayuk for any time. Hey. We're doing prop uh anytime. Prop if they give that lame ass seven yards for Brock, I'm taking it. Hey, bro, every time they give Brock rushing. Seven, seven rushing yards, he get yeah. that. Like, yeah. come on, bro. He gonna break out of that pocket one time. At least you don't got to break for one run. You got to, you got to go. Yeah, they have. Well, they have Brock at twelve right now. Or oh, they moved it up. They was they get smart. They smart. So yards for Brock and for McCaffrey rushing yards, they have ninety two. He get that we win in the Super Bowl. I agree. On underdog, they had him a pepper. I think it was like two point seven five boost for like a touchdown and a half. It can be rushing and receiving, rushing. It can be. I I can see him getting that the, the two TDs. I definitely can see that. I'm gonna tell you somebody we ain't talked about. And um, this game is bigger to them than anybody we've talked about. It's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. If Kyle Shanahan don't win this Super Bowl, he go down in the history books. He gonna be Marv Levy. He gonna be the, in a, in that category of guys who can't win. You, you, you know he's been called a guru. He he in these big moments. He's been on both sides of two historical comebacks. Um, this is the last step. This is Jumanji. <laughs> you think? You think? You got it. You got to think. Uh, it's funny you say that, RC, because uh, you know how long did it take Andy Reid? Right, took, all those yeah. Years yeah, the Eagles got rid yeah. of him. Yep, and they say you can't and, get it done. Uh, you out of here. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, it's interesting you say that because, uh, uh, like, I mean, I mean, how many? Uh, I think John Elway, John Elway had to wait till his last two years uh, to to win yeah. a big game twice, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what's real, Randy. I'm trying not to think about it because it'll be the most amazing thing for me. That I watched two coaches, but I watched one get over that hump, uh, Jim Harbaugh. And I'm positioned to watch another one do the same thing. Like, I never thought, I'm honestly just being honest, I never thought I would see Michigan win a national championship with Jim Harbaugh. I feel like it was going to happen with someone else. He got over the hump. He won a championship. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan is in that same boat. And I'm about to go to football heaven, Ben. I'm trying to tell you right now. <laughs> when that Super Bowl on Sunday, I'm going to tell you like this. If we win the Super Bowl on Sunday, I'm not talking trash to nobody. I'm going to go later because that's a lot of winning for, for a fan in one year with two teams. So I'm just going to – You're going to suck it all in. Yeah, that's, that'll, be dope. that'll be dope, man. All right. So uh, let's get into some sports news. I hope y'all got those player props, guys. If not, just rewatch the show. Uh, we are definitely betting Sunday, so yeah. we might. Hey, Flowers, we'll put together a little card so we can yeah, we'll post put, over we'll put a IG. Card out. Ooh, okay, yeah, let's do that. 
All right, uh, let's go ahead into sports news. Y'all can commentate on these transactions and say how y'all feel. Uh, the Steelers are hiring Falcons head coach Arthur Smith to be a new offensive coordinator. Good. Fire <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I, I think he's trying to sabotage himself so he can get out yeah, of Pittsburgh. He, he, that's his one way to kick it out right there. Right, especially how they did beat John Robinson. Man, come on, two point oh right here. Come on, man. All right, so the next uh, uh, breaking news is the Seahawks are hiring Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to be their new head coach. Yeah or nay, guys? Surprise! Wow. Oh, you saying RC? You saying no? Kai, he's a defensive coordinator. You know how I feel about that. Unless you're okay. going to be like Dan Quinn and go get a hot office coordinator that can call plays. And who you going to call right now? Ghostbusters. Ain't nobody telling <laughs> what, what about Eric B. Enemy? Nobody calling Eric B. Hold on. Hold on. You jumping the gun, RC. You jumping okay, the okay, gun. Okay, okay. My bad. <laughs> All right. Thomas. Um, never mind. It's not for you. Never mind. I read it wrong. But I want to just read this right now. The Washington Commanders are hiring... Dan Quinn to be their head coach. Hold on, don't say anything. So Dan Quinn came out and said that we are not we are not going to work together here. He talking about Arabic behind me. He I wanted him to know, man, to know, man. I really respect the work he's uh, he have done. I wish E B nothing but the best. So Dan Quinn is kicking him out of Washington. So actually, Thomas, good move by the uh, Commanders. Cowboys fan, okay. For me, okay, go ahead. And I got respect for Dan Quinn for transforming the defense because in 2020 it was historically one of the worst defenses in history. But he has a history of not being an elite head coach and blowing a 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl <laughs> years ago. So for him going to the Commanders, I felt like the Commanders there was plenty more options. I think they could have been more aggressive trying to get the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, in there, being more aggressive to get Mike McDonald in there. Uh, Mike Vrabel was still there. They could have brought him in. I think they just hit the panic button bringing in Dan Quinn. And I also think it's a mistake for them to get rid of Eric Bieniemy because I would have kept him over Cliff Kingsbury calling plays. Yes, indeed. So, RC, like you got something to say over there. Hey, man, I'm telling y'all right now. That's one of my teams I'm picking already right now. That's gonna win. They're going to go to the playoffs next year, the Commanders. They got a lot of talent on that roster. And I'm going to tell you something about Dan Quinn. Kyle Shanahan gave Dan Quinn all the credit for him being what he had as a coach. Dan Quinn lost the Super Bowl because of Kyle Shanahan. He did his part. Kyle Shanahan stopped running the football and wanted to make Matt Ryan the star, the MVP, like kind of how what happened with Russell Wilson in Seattle. So, But Dan Quinn... When you take a job within the division, what they say about the Cowboys? Y'all remember the movie Life when Ray, when uh, when old boy asked Ray, what they say about me, Ray? What they say about the Cowboys when I go right up the road to Washington Commanders? That mean I ain't scared of you. That yeah. mean I, I know you ain't. You can't do nothing to me. Without me, you're not what you're going to be. What you what you should what the Cowboys should have did was retain Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was not the problem, but Dan Quinn bringing in. Cliff Plainsbury, he's a good OC. He's just not a great head coach. I think it's a good fit. And they got my GM. They got the 49ers GM. And he's going to pluck people's players away from them and 
and build a roster over there. I think they dangerous. I love Eric Benemy too, but I don't know what he's doing. He must be biting kneecaps for real because nobody wants to fool with him, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody like wants to fool with him. It's and, sad, uh, so does, does it mean that Caleb Williams is going to Washington? Yep. Y'all think it's so? A it's a chance. Oh. It's a chance. If Kingsbury, Caleb Williams, same offense. The offense he run at USC, Kingsbury just came from there. He was a consultant there. He was working. Okay, so it just makes sense. He did it with Calamari. He's gonna bring this, they're gonna bring that guy in there, they're gonna run that offense. Couldn't they just trade for Cal Hold on, Tommy, go ahead, say what you're gonna say. I feel like the Bears are not gonna budge off that number one pick. I want them to personally keep Justin Fields, but I feel like if anybody, especially the commanders, try to move up the one that is gonna be a, a pretty penny to get that number one overall pick. So it's like, are the commanders willing to do that? With they don't really have that much draft capital to begin with. I mean, they got a first round pick this year, but I think after that they might have like a third or fourth. They don't got no second round pick. So is it going to be worth it to pair them up in Washington? Man, you ain't been to the playoff. You ain't been to a Super Bowl in thirty two years. Give it up. <laughs> Give it up, man. You got well, a chance. To pick the quarterback. My question want. is. Who's uh who's picking after the Bears? Uh, they get the Commanders. Commanders. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think I think the Commanders to me, they in the best position to me. Them and the Bears are two teams that gonna turn. They're gonna have a quick turnaround. Whatever the Bears do, gonna work for them. Mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison with 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 Justin Fields to me, that just that sounds good to me, man. They they they're gonna yeah. They're gonna, I, I agree with Thomas. The Bears should. Keep Justin Fields and trade. They don't need no one pick. They need to trade out of that and let Washington take whoever they want because that's what's going to happen. They're going to take a quarterback because uh, well, I don't think they – Dan Quinn, new head coach, Sam Howell, probably going to be on the back burner. Washington, all they probably have to do if they're number two is trade – is swap the one and two yes, give them next year one. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. Yep, I so, guess what my uh, question is is, uh, you know, if uh, Caleb is going to be the difference maker, like how long does he need <laughs> to get the uh, to do that? I mean, Brock Purdy, yeah, sure, he's what well, two years and he's doing this. Well, we like, can isn't, see... that, isn't that a lot of because we don't really see quarterbacks in their first two years, three he years. Mm. Well, no, no. well, we could have another. We could have another scene. Get yeah. to a Super well, Bowl, get to a championship game. We could see another CJ Stroud situation where he getting somebody, the OC Cliff knows Caleb. So you're gonna, gonna get some familiarity Caleb. there. Caleb but does that happen a lot? Does that Caleb happen a lot? I mean, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he was under he was behind Favre for a while. Like uh there was another quarterback off the top of my head that uh Steve Young was under Joe Montana for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Steve Young. There was another. Steve McNair was behind Steve, uh, Chris Chapman. But you know what? I want to say something to that man. I, I say this all the time about quarterbacks. I'd rather get taken late than early. But in this situation, I'd rather go early and get my money because the teams that are up at the top, they're not that far away from making the playoff. Mm -hmm. You really look the at commanders those are right there. Especially the commanders. They got they got two three tackles. They got two, two tackles in the middle of that defense. Is them that that uh Jerry? I mean not Jerry. That what's his name? Uh, 
Ja- got uh, Deron Payne and uh, what's the other yeah. guy name? Allen. Allen. Yeah. Allen. Yeah, Allen. In the middle of that defense. And then you got on the offensive side, you got Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Jahad Dobson, Terry McLaurin. Oh, man, listen. That's yeah, talent. Come on. Yeah, Dobson's a stud. If I'm Dallas and uh, Philadelphia, I'm worried. Yeah, Manders have been good. They they give the four down problem. We play them. They, yeah, Brian Robson and uh, what's the other running back? They run the, look, they, they ran the ball. Yeah, uh, they didn't run the ball a lot this past year, but I think Brian Robson averaged like six and a half yards per He's carry, tough. and they wouldn't even run the ball. Yep. Right, they Commanders are right there, so I think Caleb Williams will help them out a lot, especially with. Cliff knowing him, so he's not gonna put him in bad situations. He know how to coach him. him already, so he gonna coach to his strengths. And we people don't realize that Caleb Williams has been playing since he was a freshman. Yep, the kid has a lot of games under his belt. I don't think he's gonna come in and gonna, I mean, been of playing so long, and adapt. But dude's been playing a long yeah. time, brother. He, right. he got a lot of games under his belt. Ready. All right, um, yeah, we have. We already went over that. Let me see. Uh, Marvin Lewis joined the Raiders as an assistant head coach. And Chad Ochocinco joins the Raiders coaching staff. He was a receiver coach of them or a consultant? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't clarify. He was just a coach. Hmm. What's that, RC? Marvin Lewis will be the head coach by the end of the year. Or either the the <laughs> Bro, let's, let me tell you what you don't you do. You think so? Let me tell you, you what so. you don't do, Antonio Pierce. You don't bring a guy that's been a coach. He was a he, he was a star. He had been in Cincinnati so long. He pretty much was probably the mayor or the governor. I'm yep. telling you right now. You hey, Jerry, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati, right? Bro, you yes, can't sir. tell me that I just the, the, the Raiders until I see it actually happen and be good and be successful, that they're not gonna go through another coach. I wouldn't have put that guy behind me. I would have put somebody young that was up and coming. But to put Marvin Lewis. Behind you as the assistant coach, okay, and then hire Chad Chad Johnson. You finna be the Cincinnati Raider. Hey, put that boy Jim Garoppolo back. That was good. <laughs> nah, uh, they can't well, look, be the, the one thing we'll say about that. See, AP got rid of Jimmy. He didn't. He benched him for O'Donnell. He benched people that weren't giving the effort. Was playing people undrafted. Got results. I think for me, I, I'm a stickler of putting somebody behind me um, that knows way right. more than I do about the game. Um, do, you know how those locker rooms in the NFL are? They quick to turn True. on you. But it, it does yeah. show you, though, AP is trying to bring in somebody that can help him. Or yeah, they they want to him. He thinks they can help him. Yeah. As a mentor, you know. As a mentor. Yeah. I, I don't know if All right. play for Marvin Lewis or not. I can't remember. D? Well, Marvin Lewis was in Baltimore, and then he was in Cincinnati for like 10, 12 damn years. Yeah. Uh, I, I, AP was in Washington, New York. I can't remember where else he was. He was all over the place. Uh, uh, Arizona, maybe. Yeah, maybe Arizona. Yeah, maybe. But definitely New York and Washington. I, that's where I really remember. Mm-hmm. All right. The Saints are hiring Clint. Kubiak. RC, is that a good hire? Yeah. Where is he coming from? Yours. Your coaching staff. He is the offensive coordinator. That's okay, well, that's West Coast. Yeah, that's, that's a West Coast system. This Kubiak. is what I think. I think 
his dad coached Kubiak. I guarantee, I guarantee, is Gary Kubiak is the guy that used to coach the that one time probably coached the Texans. So yeah, that's him. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say this about the West Coast offense. I think uh, Alvin Kamara in the West Coast offense is Christian McCaffrey. I've been saying this for two years. Christian McCaffrey is not mm -hmm. the best running back in the NFL. It's Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara can do everything Christian McCaffrey can do, running backwards. I'm telling the dude is good, man. The dude is and he and he don't get hit a lot. Christian that McCaffrey. Balance. When I watch Chris McCaffrey play football, it I'd be scared for the brother, man. The brother be taking some licks. But Kamara, Alvin Kamara plays the game like he's you ever Ooh. seen that Jaguar logo? Mm -hmm. That's the level, that's that's his pad level the whole game. Yep. I mean, that dude is great. So in that offense, he's gonna be able to catch out. He's gonna look like Marshall Falk. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in that offense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um since he came to the ers uh, Kyle Shanahan was praising Clint, so that's a good sign. I forgot to mention this about the Raiders. They uh, hired Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. After what they it fell out with um, Clint Cliff. With Kingsbury. There was a, con it was a contract uh, disagreement or something. Yeah, so uh, Luke Getze went there. Uh, Saquon Barkley, the Giants are not expecting to use a franchise tag on him, so he's probably gonna hit the market. Good for him. He's going to the Texans. He's going to the Texans. Right at Take take your ass somewhere else other than the Texans. Thomas, where do you think he's gonna land at? Uh, Barkley. Three spots. One of them they just said Texans. Baltimore. I can see him with the Ravens. Yes, the Ravens, because I unfortunately J.K. Dobbins is is done there. Uh, mm -hmm. even though he out, but they ain't gonna bring him back. A uh, third team now that they got Greg Roman, uh, as their offense coordinator, I can see the Chargers going after him. Mm -hmm. Greg Roman loves that running here. football. This guy knows his stuff, he's on it. He's on it. <laughs> Took my eyes away from me. I was thinking mm -hmm. the same thing. That's good. Okay, I think all right, he's there just over. Yeah, so, they tied, on. they did on wrong. So, you think Austin in Austin Echo there? He's going to scat back. This is last. Yeah. This is last. Uh, young's contract, see. Yeah, Eckler's a dog, man. He's <laughs> a dog, but he's more of a scat back, you know. All right, uh, Thomas, this is for you. The Cowboys are interviewing Rex Ryan. You like that? Sexy Rexy. Yeah, that one. Uh, Rex, he, he was a good coach in his in his days, but he's been on ESPN, you know, trash talking and things like that. I I think he's one of those guys, the game of football will always be in his heart, but I don't think he can do it anymore in the NFL, if that, if that makes sense to you. I, I don't know. I disagree. I don't think he could do it. I disagree. I disagree, Thomas. I think Rex Ryan will get the best out of those players on that side of the ball, he would know how to use number 11. He would know how to roll coverages. He will put the players in the best position possible to win the game. I love Rex Ryan. That's just my thing. I love Rex Ryan, but not in Dallas. He going to choke the life out of Jerry Jones. Listen, <laughs> he is just got like his daddy. Didn't they have Rob in uh, Dallas at one time? Yeah, but do yeah, you remember? Do you remember that? Do you remember that dad is 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 known for hitting the hitting the OC in the face, punching him on the sideline? Rex Ryan, those Ryan's have a have a, a like aggressive nature, and they and so if 
all that talking on the podcast that Michael Parsons doing gonna be shut down. Nah, I don't know if, doing that. if if you get that guy in Dallas, you can't back it up. You're gonna have to shut it down. That guy he is gonna shut it down. Him. No more podcast for Michael Parsons. He can, he can wrap that up. Yeah, to be honest, they need a, like a real true leader right now because having a I call Mike McCarthy honestly a puppet. I mean, yep. he got a good yeah. resume. It looked good, but when your team keeps going through the same thing over and over again, you're not holding these guys accountable. Like y'all said, you letting your best player Parsons have a podcast. What are you talking about? You need to talk. You need to let your game do the talking. Let some hey. more wins do the talking. Being then you win. Dallas. Then you go on there. Being a coach <laughs> in Dallas is like being the president of the United States. You're just a figurehead. You don't do nothing. <laughs> like the government does everything. He just a figurehead. McCarthy standing over there, and something comes in his ear. It's Jerry Jones. Hey, I think it's time. I think it's time to go see you later. Because I mean, you can just see it, bro. You can see it. It don't. What they do don't make sense at times. And and how you play the whole season with that two linebackers? That two linebackers off. Safety. Well, well Van der Esch got hurt. They should okay. have brought somebody in. Somebody. You know, when they got hurt, but. But Rick uh, Ryan's I, not gonna be there. The, the price tag probably gonna be too high, like you said. He's not a yes man, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, Jerry would want him to be. You know, you're 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 saying about uh, McCarthy being a puppet and so on. I mean, Jason Garrett, you could say the same thing. I yes. mean, like it's just right. Jerry Jones. Is, uh, yes, you know, Jerry. I mean, Dave I mean, Campbell. there's no. There's no way that uh, I mean, let's say Bill Belichick. I mean, I know it's not a chance in hell, but I mean, like that kind of alpha male. There's no way, uh, you know, it'll be uh, it'll hey, be a disaster. It's, it's going to be some no-name off the street. I oh, yeah. Do you see the type of media this man go? Like, when he comes out of the lock, comes to their locker room, there's media waiting for him to talk. The owner. He's the only owner in the National Football League who has media waiting on him after you lose your playoff game. Man, ain't nobody got time for that, man. Tripping when, he, <laughs> tripping when you see him. Stick your foot out. <laughs> that's why i said he just like he he don't really care about winning that thing at this point because like like randy said i think jason gary was a puppet too and then you find a guy like you had tony Romo over the years but i think dak prescott basically the same player to be player. honest they they good yeah. in the regular season but when the lights on bright and your legacy is on this line they they do the same thing so. and well, and even a, even, a, even a hack like me, even a hack like me uh, who doesn't know anything about football. I mean, like, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's crazy about – I understand Niner fans, Steeler fans, Patriot fans can be annoying. But what's weird about Cowboy fans is, like, they truly believe in their heart that they're one player away or two players away. They're so far away from winning the Super Bowl. That's how far away they are. That the Green Bay Packers went through a rebuild and have built it. The giant, the the New York, I mean the uh, the, the Lions are mm. rebuilt and ready to roll. The Saints are going to come back. The Seahawks never. They fired their coach. They ran him out of town. They were good this year. The Rams are rebuilt. So mm. when are you going to do it? When? Because man, and then you and then what's even crazier than that? This guy, I hate to say, it, you remember what the Raiders went through with Al Davis? That's what's going to mm-hmm. have to happen with the Cowboys. I don't uh, even want to say what I want to say because I don't want that to happen to him. But until he does that, they're going to be stuck, man, because he's trying to build that team in the image of the 90s, and it ain't working. We saw that to Jerry Jones first. He wants 100% credit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, uh, we're going to shift over to a little bit of NBA real quick. It's on, I only have one topic for the in, in, in NBA because we did a Super Bowl show. So, uh... All right. The Kobe Bryant statue was revealed today. There's a picture of it right there. Um, hmm. Vanessa came out and said, Kobe, hit this. So if y'all have any problems, uh, I don't know. She just tough. said, y'all have any problems. She said yeah. tough. Hat. She said tough. <laughs> yeah. <hat>. Right, <laughs> right, right. Prayer request box. <laughs> go pray. He, go he talk to Kobe. He's getting three, three trophies. I mean, three statues. That's, that's, yeah, that's one so, of two. Like, it's crazy. Do y'all like that? Y'all, y'all. Fine with that wow. statue. Yeah, man. That's 81. That's when he when he scored 81 points. Oh man, that, that still hurts my heart because that's against my Raptors. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Right. A lot of people complaining. A lot of people saying that he didn't pick that statue. They lied on him. I got a question. Randy, where yes, was sir. the day that Kobe scored the 81? You know what? Uh it's so funny you said that, uh, Flowers, because uh so as you guys know, um I live, well, I mean, I live west of Toronto, but I was starting a new job as a, a news anchor four hours away in Cornwall, Ontario. And it was my first, I didn't even have a place yet. So uh, they were doing uh, provincial elections in uh, province of Ontario and January 26th, 2006. And yeah, uh, I was in, a, it was my first time moving out of my parents, uh, my parents' uh home uh 26 years old I'll, I'll never forget it uh that radio station that i worked at that's where i heard my boss saying and an incredible day uh, kobe bryant scores 81 points and against the toronto raptors i was like damn <laughs> and here we are to this day <laughs> right and there you go there you go the statue right there showing the 81 yeah, yeah. Right, you know what uh I, I i mean obviously you want to um uh, have something uh, for Kobe, but uh, didn't he have Gianna on his bri uh, on his his shoulder when he uh, walked out of that final game against Utah? Was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I, I mean, great statue regardless. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's coming. It's coming. That's going to be the second statue. They're getting. He's getting three. So it's going to mm. be the next one. Going to be him and Gianna, Gianna together, and then the last one's going to be twenty four. Mm. But Man, I think to me, it don't. I don't even care about the statue. I think uh, I remember it. What's what, what's crazy about this? The 49ers was in the Super Bowl the last time when when he passed. You know, it was two a few days he died, and I remember my wife coming in there saying that Kobe had passed, and I'm like, you know, you know, stop playing, and y'all always listening to every everything you see on social media, and then it came across the news, and I said, I've never cried over an athlete. So that that one was hard because he, he dies and then a few days later the Niners losing the Super Bowl. I was just screwed up. Mm. Uh, so it's like I'll never forget his death. And I think the statue is spot on because eight scoring 81 points and the way he did it. Uh, I remember watching that game. They think they won by five. You know, he took every shot imaginable. Every shot that, that he could take, a basketball player could take, Kobe took it that night. If and, I'm not, oh. and they almost lost. 
Uh-huh. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Raptors were up by like 20 plus. Yes. And I think uh, I think Kobe had like 26 and a half. Yes. Uh-huh. Like 12, <laughs> like he had mid 20 points and uh Raptors were up big. And then I'm gonna tell you what I knew he was gonna get at least get seven. Dude start taking shots from the timeline. Dude start going to the basket, just doing I'm like, I'll I'll listen, I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't like Kobe Bryant. I watched Kobe Bryant. It was it was it was agony watching him play because it went against what I believe basketball yeah. could look like. Yeah. And so he had to grow on me. When he would take shots and it would be two guys and one guy had a hand in his face, I'm like, dude, you just proud out selfish, man. This just pass the damn ball. But then I realized he was the best player on the floor because he was making those shots, man. Yeah. He was hard. He believed in his ability in himself. So, you know, rest in peace, bro. That's crazy. I th- yeah, I, very. I, I think that uh, you know between Kobe and Shaq, and Shaq was that lovable uh, kind of personality, and so on. And then Kobe was the snot-nosed high school kid who uh, thought he was a lot more than people thought. And then he started winning championships on his own. And uh, I mean, you talk about uh, flowers. You're asking where I was for '81, and I think we all know where we were. When we heard that Kobe died, so Ooh, all right, I'll never forget that day. Uh, actually, I was asleep that Sunday, and Gatwood was telling that to other co host. He called me when he told me Kobe died. I was just like, I could, I could, I couldn't register in my brain what he was telling me. I'm like, what? I'm like, that don't make, that don't make no sense. And everybody else called me, and so I yeah, got I remember all the calls till I looked for myself and I saw it. Actually, like Archie said, I, I never cried over after the yeah. game, but I cried over that. I was just like, bro, it was. My soul burnt. Yeah. The thing that that was really crazy was that, uh, like, I heard it on the radio. I was was, uh, on my way to work. I heard it on the radio and, uh, you know, couldn't find anything on uh, on the news. Like, I'm on CNN.com. I'm trying to find, uh, and nobody had it for, like, a good hour. A couple hours. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, then the news started coming in and uh, and I like I heard it on a FM music radio station here, mm-hmm. right? It's not like it was a tweet or a flash on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that was uh, a wild I day. Re- I remember seeing the cartoon. They had a cartoon that was floating around of him dying in a helicopter. Um, right after that, but the cartoon was done way back in whenever, and they started circulating on Twitter, and I, I just. I really felt like that day was a long day for me for social media because people were, were like cracking jokes about it and you know, saying, you know, saying that it was like uh, predicted that he was going to pass that way. But you know what really, really hurt is, and I said this early on Facebook. I don't. This is not towards fans. Shaq was a Shaq was a bully. If Shaq yep. could bully you, he bullied you, and Kobe wouldn't allow him to bully him. You know, he bullied Penny Hardaway, he bullied Dwayne Wade, he tried to bully Kobe, and it didn't work. And I feel like Kobe was disliked because people didn't really know who Shaq was and they didn't know what Kobe was chasing. But I believe believe you dislike me. If you dislike me while I'm alive, the person outside of basketball, don't wait till I die and talk about I'm your little brother. Like how some of the athletes speak about him. All those athletes didn't like Kobe. Did you hear what you said and what I said? He was not a lovable person. So why when a person dies, all of a sudden, these people create these fake narratives. Like, you, if you heard these people with these Tupac stories, everybody was his best friend or his girlfriend or his homeboy. Like, 
it's okay to, to you can pay your respects without saying anything. But some of these athletes, you know, the way they're going about it, it's kind of really weird because he wasn't he wasn't revered and loved like that. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys seen uh, the Fox documentary series Beyond the Glory, but there was one with uh, I mean because it may have been before your time, uh, but there was one about Kobe Bryant, and he was talking about how he came from Italy and he was an outsider as an American being in Italy. And then he comes back to the States and he feels like an outsider again, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that he's an 18 year old kid and his teammates are going to the, the strip joint mm-hmm. and how he doesn't drink. Like I'm pretty sure that you'll yeah. be able to find uh, YouTube uh, videos yeah, of I beyond the glory. Kobe yeah. Bryant. That was a, uh, he was in the yeah, gym. That, yeah. He lived yeah. in the gym. Yep. He lived in the gym. Yes, indeed. Well, today is Kobe day. We, uh, send our, our prayers up to the, Bryant family, you know, mm-hmm. like hey, one, more you. one more thing. Well, yeah, one more thing. They doing too much. They doing too much for him, man. I'm, I'm be real with you, man. Like, I understand he was loved, and but I feel like they doing too much. Like, dude, finna get three mm-hmm. statues. Like, I've been to the Staples well, Center. The Chick Hearn, the Shaq, that's Kareem, that's Magic. You're gonna give Kobe three statues. You didn't love that man like that, man. Let that man get one statue with his finger up and let's ride it. I think they're doing it because of the way he died. I, don't, I think I, it was a I tragic event. Of course. But I think RC's saying what a lot of people want to say. Yeah. Like, I'm because I'm getting tired of people milking Kobe Bryant's name, yes. you know, for personal gain and gain of money. Like, I, I'm going to say it. I'll say it for you. Like, I, I put this out here, like, NBA 2K24. Yes, they have been milk. They have been milking that man's name for. I can't. I cannot wait till 2K25 get here so they can stop milking Kobe Bryant's name to make money. Dude, he on like three cups <laughs> of that game. He's on well, he's on 20, yeah, it almost, seventeen and twenty-four. Well, it Oh, it was, it was almost like the sporting goods stores. What they did when he died, they boosted his jerseys to like three hundred dollars. Oh, go to the Nike website. Yeah, you, you you go buy a pair of Kobe's. You gotta pay a thousand, three thousand dollars for a pair of Kobe. Ridiculous. It's so funny. If you saw me walk out, uh, trying to find something uh, on my shelf here, uh, flowers. <laughs> to your point, I was actually trying to find the uh, memorial PS Five uh, Kobe edition. Like I, I didn't even like Kobe. I was more of a LeBron guy. But uh, and uh, you know, but you know, uh, RCT. What you're saying though, like that kind of passing. Like death, uh, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant's Tragic. up there with, yeah. Kobe Bryant's death, in a general sense, forget sports fans. It's up there with John Lennon and Princess Diana. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I mean, worldwide, mm-hmm. right? But but you know, Randy, what's crazy? He 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 told Tracy McGrady. And this is Tracy McGrady saying is that he wanted to die young. That but he was a young guy when he said it. So you know, words have power. He's talking about being. What they call a mortar? Is that think it's what it's called? Uh, martyr, like, oh, uh, a martyr. I think it's the name of yeah, what, idol or immortalized. It's like you mortal immortalized, like you he wanted to die that way, not die mm-hmm. that way, but he wanted to die young and be a legend. He wanted to be a legend. And so when when he do die that way, it's like I get it that the world see it like that. And it was but Aaliyah died the same way. 
Yeah, and she, you know, you know oh. and respect. I like. I remember that as well. Uh, she was born the same year as me, uh, but Aaliyah, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, yeah, Selena, yeah. Uh, you know, you could run down the list. Uh, I mean, hey, uh, they weren't as popular. At, they weren't as worldwide. Global, as yeah, yeah. Like was big in China. Yeah. yeah, international. Yeah, no, Novak, Novak Djokovic was uh, crying. Uh, uh, I think they were at the Australian Open tennis yep. tournament. Like uh, right, AC Milan, the uh, soccer team. Soccer. Uh, mm -hmm. I get yeah. it. Hey, you see what he did for WNBA? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I just feel like, to me, man, like, and I just, I'm a, I'm a realist, man. I just see it like that, like. People love the dead more than they do the living. Like that's true. Even yeah. when you look at even when you look at his accomplishments, there's no way LeBron James should be mentioned with Kobe Bryant. It's, the, oh. it's not even close. But because Kobe, LeBron is more likable and he's more for the fans and more for his culture, Kobe was just basketball, and so therefore that people just it's Jordan and and LeBron. And I'm like, I, how could the guy that, that mirrors Michael I Jordan? Know, not I don't know now, Kobe. RC, because so, a lot of people that I'm sorry, a lot of people nowadays. They don't like LeBron because of the extracurricular stuff that he brought into basketball. Yeah, I, I'm saying, I'm saying this on on the on the lines of this. Even when he was living, yeah, people not put him in his top in their top ten. Not no, you're, right, you're definitely right. Yeah, ESPN that. was ESPN, terrible, man. They ran a the whole it's like, episode. Dude, listen, on that. listen. Let me explain something to you. Every year I hated LeBron when he was in Miami. The more I hated him, the more he won. I said this to a guy earlier. I said, hating don't stop greatness. Right. LeBron won, regardless of if I'm going to hate or not. It's kind of like what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. Somebody wants somebody to lose. We don't have no control over their greatness. And so Kobe, mm -hmm. greatness, I remember seeing a guy like cuss. I didn't know Kobe's middle name was Bean. I wasn't that invested. But this, but he's killing Utah. And all of a sudden, this dude says, F Kobe Bean, Brian, because he lost money on it. <laughs> you don't bet against Brady, Brian. You don't bet against Peyton Manning. You don't bet against Peyton in the regular season for sure. <laughs> and Sauter was like, man, that dude didn't get no credit when he was alive. People saying he only won because he had Shaq. But Magic had Kareem and Jane Worthy and Michael Kubi. He had like four All-Stars on one team, four Hall of Famers on one team. Future Hall of Famer, Wilkes, all kind of people. Spencer Haywood. He's getting the credit now. He's dead, man. I'm, I uh, I, and I'll tell you right now, I'm one of those guys because I did not like Kobe Bryant at all. Uh, I mean, at all in the sense of like I could definitely appreciate him, but if I had to choose, definitely, and you know, probably still say uh, LeBron over Kobe. But after his passing, I definitely had a hell of a lot more appreciation for him. I mean, yeah, I'm that's, that's a true thing to say. The appreciation, your appreciation went up for him. I don't want to do that for LeBron James. He did, he will not have to die for me to say he is one of the best I've ever seen. He's accomplished everything. To me, I think he's the most, like, I've never seen an athlete with that much pressure walk that whole, I mean, he was a kid coming into the league. He's averaging 20 as a kid. He, the guy been playing since 2002. So, I mean, dude, I don't want the man to die for me to have to say he's one of the best I've ever seen. Kobe, 
gets disrespected because of Shaq and Shaq was lazy. I think Shaq is overrated. I said that one time on, on, on talking to some guy, look, man, you crazy. If I could take my elbow and put it in your mouth, yeah, that's the only way I can scroll on you. If I could dunk my way right. to 50 points, you're not better than me. You 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 don't you wouldn't even the best defensive player in the league. I think Kobe got the most out of that body. He wasn't the most athletic. He was not Michael Jordan. His hands were not big as Michael Jordan's hands. He worked his ass off, man, and he and he he'd accomplished a lot. And I feel like it's now it's being spoken on and highlighted because he's dead, and it's sad. I just really feel like it's sad. Thomas, do you have any thoughts on the whole Kobe situation? Neil, I, I remember the day, honestly, and uh, when he died. I remember exactly what I was doing. I was on a date. Uh, I was on my way to a date with my girlfriend. I was driving a rental car and everything. My dad <laughs> called me, told me the news. I said, I nearly crashed a rental car. I was like, what? Wow. Like, I was like, it's such a shock. But, yeah, I th- it, to my perspective, I think Kobe – regardless of the events, like, uh, it's unfortunate that happened to him. I think he does deserve the statue. But three, I, I do believe that with RC, I think three is pushing the limit because uh, at the end of the day, he's one of the greatest Lakers of all time. He's always going to lead that uh, that golden purple for everything that he's done with the franchise. But when you have other all-time greats like Magic, Shaq, Kareem, and several others for the Lakers, they don't even got two or three outside that stadium. I, I think it's do, pushing a little much to have Kobe have three out there in L.A. Too much. Yeah, put the, put, yeah. I feel like they should have the two. Front, put twenty-four on the back. Put the I think you front. pay homage. Yeah, I think you pay idea. homage. Yeah, I, well, I think you give him two. You pay homage to him as a player and pay homage to him as a father. To, but uh, but but Ben, listen to me, bro. It was other people who died in that plane, and that's what people. That's what hurt me so bad because. Those people were Kobe Bryant's in their world, and they and they're overlooked. Then yeah. I get the statue. I get it. He was a star, but we we treat some people like gods, and and I feel like to me, you know, as a fan, it's overkill. Let the man rest in peace. Allow his wife to grieve. Allow his yeah. children. His children are sitting on the front row watching them the unveil that statue, and it's hard for them. That's their daddy. So they got to come back again and again. Yeah. Well, I think that would be a great honor. I mean, it's just like fallen soldiers. Well, you pay tribute. I mean, it's also it's a, it is also the world we live in. I mean, like yeah. uh, if you know if uh, like uh, three of those uh, the husband, wife, and uh, daughter. I mean, uh, they were a family of five. So that means that there's a son and daughter out there who lost their mother father and sister right. in that the altabellis right. and uh you know rc when you uh you know you you did uh because like i remember if you remember nick Adenhart, he was a la angels pitcher he pitched his first start and that night after the game he was killed in a car accident with uh, two of his friends mm. and uh mm. you know the oh, news man. narrative was Nick Adenhart and two others hmm. die, and and uh, one of the uh, family members of the other two said, "You know that's the part that you know is salt in the wounds, for lack of a better term." And uh, you know, I completely get what you're saying. Uh, the reality is, is that we would not know the Chesters and Christina Mauser and Ara Zabayan if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, right? 
So, hey, uh, you know, like I said, uh, that they reviewed the statue of Kobe and uh, a good tribute to Kobe on his day. Big fan. That would make me a Laker fan. So, I understand it all. All right, guys, we're coming to a close on the show. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, Randy, where can they find you at, man? At What's Up Podcast on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and YouTube. Uh, always appreciate it, uh, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. And what oh, happened to this? He'll pop back up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, I kicked myself out of the studio. I do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the wrong button. Uh, did you finish? Uh, yeah. Where, okay. Uh, Thomas, where can people find you at, man? Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube platforms. You can see, you guys can see on the Hot Podcast on all those platforms. What's your first uh, name, Thomas? First name is Thomas. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, Thomas, your your mic uh, cuts out in the beginning and then it runs. So just oh. I thought, you know, sometimes I'd be messing up my end, so I don't know if I'm messing up or y'all guys you tell me. I'm going to look him up. That's why I was trying to figure out what it's Yeah, it's on the hop. Uh, you, yeah, can on the, hop. you can go to our, our uh, Instagram page and you can find them pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, especially in the, uh, I think I posted it on the uh, IG feed or whatever. Okay. You can go look on the post and find him there. Like I said, we were, we were going to have Laptop, Polly from Laptop and Coach AP, but they had Lot well, Polly is sick, and Coach AP had an engagement to go into. So, uh, but Polly said when he feel a little better, he definitely want to be on the show again. Get well, Polly. and um, uh, get well, yes, sir. Shout out to Polly. Hope you feeling very man. All right, guys, that show, the Super Bowl Super Show, was great. Time to uh eat good. Time to watch the uh. Patrick Mahomes lose getting tired of Taylor Swift. I don't eat nothing doing the soup, doing football games. I can't do it. See, RC, you're a better man than me, though. You you going to watch Super Bowl with other people? You know, yeah. I I watch the Super Bowl with flowers. Time, yeah, I watched Super Bowl with flowers and some college friends, and uh, that was my first time I ever did it. Well, it was the first time since being Super Bowl, and we won. Yeah. So I just don't like watching big games like that with other people because... I couldn't stand watching the game over there. <laughs> <laughs> we could have won and I would have hated it. Right. <laughs> well, the thing about Flowers, though, because I started crying. And he, I think he felt... He felt... He felt bad for you. He didn't feel bad, but he was like, this only guy I congratulate, guy. He Bro, how. <laughs> you are the only Saints fan I congratulated. That, <laughs> that, that and my Uncle Daryl, my cousin's uh, father, Y'all are the only two Saint fans I congratulated. So, this is my plan, Ben. My brother-in-law having a Super Bowl party. They're going to put a TV upstairs for me. But I got a plan. Taking my own vehicle. Shit ain't going right. Get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. But but if if it's going well... Mm-hmm. I'm still leaving because I'm going to celebrate. My thing yeah, is, right. the last time it was in the Super Bowl, six minutes to go, I called my wife and said, "Yeah, hey, look, get ready. I'm coming down there to party because it's, it's a lot. You know, it's over." One hour later, I'm laying on the floor. I ventilate because we done lost to the Chiefs. <laughs> so being by myself didn't work. So I'm gonna try something different. 
Okay, um, I see. I, I see yeah, the, kinda... what you're thinking. Because, like I said, when I watch the games with other Saints fans, they be making me mad. Yes. Like, oh, he's so dumb. Oh, you need to get rid of him. Like, they just start talking yeah. like yeah. out, of, out of mouth. Too. What do yeah. you say? I said, burn. Look, my home yeah. will be texting me. Man, fuck, man. We suck you up. Like, we suck you up. Like, what we don't do? It's the first call. Do not text me. Right. That'd be pissed me off. Well, I got I got to say, uh, you know, because obviously uh, with the Raptors, it was such a uncharted waters and uh, I needed everybody around me get all the support. But when the Leafs, because uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in hockey hadn't won the champion uh, Stanley Cup since 1967. Ooh, my wow. father, my father was not even uh, didn't even immigrate to this country. And wow. he's been here over 50 years. And because yeah. my wife doesn't like hockey. And uh, when the Leafs get eliminated, I get so mad. And she's like, you know, grinding my gears and so on. I'm like, you're sleeping on the couch. I don't want to see you right now. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'd be like, to hockey, I'm on the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I have changed as a fan because they don't, I've yet to receive a royalty check in the mail for being one. So I, I need one. As animated. But I'm going to tell you what I did in Super Bowl 13 or 12. It was Super Bowl. No, Super Bowl. 2012 when the Niners were playing the Ravens. That's another Super Bowl. We're on the goal line finna win the Super Bowl. We got Frank Gore. We got Colin Kaepernick. We got Michael Crabtree. All we got to do is just run it in, Kaepernick. They throw the ball four straight times. We lose. I got in the tub with no water. I just went and got in the tub <laughs> and just lay. And the girl I'm dating at that time, she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you get in the tub with no... I said, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. You just... You're supposed to be supporting me through this. That woman told me, she was like, man, something wrong with you, man. Like, you need to come get in the bed, man. You are in the tub with no water in it. I'm like, man. So at that moment, I knew never again would I be that way. Because I'm dog. drowning. Yeah, RC, RC, I know what you mean. I learned. <laughs> I was drowning off air, hey, you dog. Drowning off air, dog. <laughs> yeah, cause RC, I, I had the same way because when my when the, my Saints would lose, I'd just get mad. At somebody kind of asked me a question, like I'll blow up, wow. blow up at them. Maybe like I, that, bro. With the Saints <laughs> lose, losing the worst ways, bro. So it's like, well, yeah, we right. Well, Tom, Thomas, Thomas is a Cowboys man. Now you were probably too young with Tony Romo, right? You were just. What are you talking about with the field zone? Yeah, yeah, I was in that yeah, the we, Seattle. We yeah, I, that Seattle. Was right when I forgot into football, and when he fumbled right. that snap, yeah, I, I learned to really channel my emotions watching the Cowboys of years. I would want to go through a wall and everything, but now it's just expected, you know. I'd right. be like, yeah, I, I would honestly say, out of all America, I'm probably the realest Cowboys fan because I'll be like, okay, they're gonna do good in the regular season, divisional title, but I already know the outcome. They not they don't got that alpha. They don't got that so, that dog in them to go to the next level, and they don't have but, the characteristics to get there. But so Tom, like now, you, oh go ahead, RC. Go ahead, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. I go expect, ahead, Tom. I didn't expect what was gonna happen when we lost mm -hmm. the Packers like that. Mm -hmm. but I knew it was coming if we had to play the 49ers or maybe a team like the Lions. I already knew it was coming. Dude, you're gonna win a Super Bowl. Listen to me, everybody on this panel team has won a Super Bowl at some point. You know, the 49ers are going to eventually do it. The Cowboys are going to eventually do it. When Michigan did it and it was over, I was like, now what? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That's a, that, you're gonna have that now what moment? Like all this agony and up all night and getting mm. sick on the stomach and getting mad and then they win it and it's gonna be like now what? Well, because right. they beat the trophy and the money. We just we just yeah, get. No, I, said, I need my check, man. Because like I said, I knew I had a problem. I forgot what game it was, uh, but the Saints was losing. And my wife, she tried to come. She came. She always come at the wrong time. She came to <laughs> take a picture. She tried to come and take a picture of me. Yeah, and, and I about to say, I, I almost, sucked, I almost sucked the phone out of her hands. Like, get that phone out of my face. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I was that's why, that's why. That's why I realized I had a problem. I said, well, like, wait. Yeah. Well, let, let, let me. I feel let like, like Devonte Adams. You know how Devonte Adams showed that guy. Did you say Benjamin? You going to jail? Let me paint you. Uh, <laughs> let me paint you another uh, picture about about uh, the Leafs, right? Because obviously, hockey in Canada is football, like the USA. Leafs haven't won a uh, Stanley Cup since 1967. They haven't won a playoff. Like last year was the first time they won a playoff series. In 19 seasons. And Randy, Nine... you want me to root for them? <laughs> oh, hey. You know what? I need all the help I can get. I mean, your team's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you need to sprinkle. No, you said uh, uh, now, you Edmonton, said that you were into Vancouver. Edmonton. Edmonton Oilers is my team. Edmonton Oilers. I picked them. No, listen. I mean, just because it's in Canada doesn't mean I know everybody. I mean, like, Edmonton's <laughs> all the way over there. You know how many times... Do you know how many times people have come up to me from USA saying, oh, my uh, cousin is in Winnipeg. Do you know him? Like, I mean, that's like that's like asking you guys. That's like asking you guys from Mississippi. Uh, my neighbor's cousin is in uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Like, uh, you know, his name is Dave. Have you seen him? <laughs> Tell him to call me back. I mean... <laughs> It's a big that's country. Crazy. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> but man. That's uh, you know what, I, I, do, I do have to say, though, if Edmonton does win a cup, because here's a trivia question for you guys, and I'm putting you guys on the spot, Swift. I apologize for, for running this. But okay. you go, you go ahead. Go ahead. When was the name the last? Uh, tell me the year, the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. I, I, I can't even name that. 93. Oh, wow, flowers, flowers brought it. Flowers what? brought it. 1993. Well done. Well it was done. Wow. Oh, yeah. Gretzky and who am I thinking about? Gretzky and you know, do you have the team? Do you know which team did it? Maple oh. you know, Montreal. Uh, no, it wasn't Montreal. No, no, no. Where, where did, where did Gretzky come from? Um. I'm having a brain far right. Man, now. you guys are bringing it. I'm impressed. Dang, I'm wow. impressed. Yeah. You know what? Oh, it was man. it was Montreal. Montreal beat Gretzky and the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. LA Kings in 1993. I knew it. Hey. Wow. That's impressive, Flowers. Very impressive. <laughs> that's why we call that's why we call him Professor Flowers. He's the student. He's the student of the game. And, and uh, the Leafs were in the semifinals, and it was a fluke goal in game seven. That got uh, LA to the uh, to the Stanley Cup. I mean, that was me in the bathtub moment. 
I mean, at 13, <laughs> I was just like, I was just, I was, I was horrified at this yeah. fluke goal. Like, Ugh. dude, listen, I'm going into this Super Bowl with Nick Moody. If Nick Moody is kicking a field goal to win and lose the game, oh, that's he's so been hard. clutch though. He's been good this whole year. Listen, but this is the thing, bro. This is the thing. Pressure. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I think the worst fan, the, the fan base that probably has the most, that probably needs therapy, it's gotta be Buffalo because they saw their team lose four different ways. Yeah. Like oh. you lose the close one, then you get. The next one, you're kind of competitive, and you get washed in the end, and you just get showing up, blown out in the last two. So it's like Buffalo fans, the ones that remember, bro, they kind of got, you know, it's traumatic. That's a traumatic experience. Like Saints fans could, could, could speak to that as well. You know, some some of the weirdest things have happened in those games that don't even make sense. And then right. the, the Niners fans, they had like a video going around of the guy fumbling the ball. And, man, look. But – I got to say, you know, two words, Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. Cleveland Browns. I mean, you know, you have your team stolen from you, uh, from Mark Modell going to Baltimore. They win Super Bowls there, let alone, if you guys remember, 1997 World Series. My man, Tony Fernandez, because he he's a heart. He was uh, one of my favorite players when he played for the Toronto Blue Jays. He had a Bill Buckner-like error in Game 7 of the 97 oh, World Series against the Florida Marlins. See, that's how old I am. Like a, like I'm bringing I'm bringing uh, wisdom. I'm bringing Man, wisdom. I'm don't old. mean about the most recent one, the Detroit Lions. Get to the NFC Championship game this year. You pretty much just got to kick field goals to to get to the Super Bowl and your coach points. Does, does the most unthinkable thing twice. Not once, twice. That fan base, man, has been through it too. Yeah, I think everybody Boston, got stories about about Boston fans you know, are too coming spoiled. up short. Yeah, um, uh, Bill, you <laughs> torment me as a child. <laughs> Bill and Brady. <laughs> All right, guys, man, thank y'all for tuning in to this special episode. Uh, we'll be back Monday to break down the Super Bowl victor and the loser. So it must see TV, especially if the 49 lose. Must see TV. <laughs> I'll as be they here. say. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be saying you're sick now. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> or don't say your daughter have a basketball game. Oh, no. She, she does, does, she does have a basketball. She, she does have saying? a basketball game. Playoff okay. store. The playoff store. But I will leave after her game because the boys play after that. To get right here, to be right here. Because I ain't running from it, man. I ain't yeah, they got... don't pay me to be a fan. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> You got to represent. All right, man. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next time. Same time, same channel. We are out of here. Yes, sir.